Welcome, witches, wizards, and muggles alike. <laughs> I'm Erin. I'm Tom. And this is Baby's First Watch List, the podcast that now has lots of special guests. Yeah, we figured it out. We figured it out. Today, we are discussing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and we have here our future brother-in-law, Uncle Alex. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for having me. Alex wanted to do Showman, but we made him do Harry Potter instead. He'll be back for Showman. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back for that. <laughs> <laughs> so 2001's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone actually is only called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in three countries. Did you see which country? I, didn't, I know America. Do you know? Uh, no. Any New- guesses? New Zealand. You think New Zealand? And what's your third guess? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Canada, Mexico, United States. Okay. What do you think? China? China? You're all wrong. Uh. It's the United... It's very obvious once you know. The United States, India, and the Philippines. Okay. Oh, <laughs> of course. Duh, the big three. Oh. <laughs> Elsewhere, in every other country, it is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, it was adapted from the 1997 book of the same name by J.K. Rowling. Tom, take it away. J.K. Rowling sucks. We denounce J.K. Rowling's views on stuff. There you go. Um, this movie, directed by Chris Columbus of Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire fame, was written by Steve Cloves. So Steve Cloves... Cloves wrote Wonder Boys. Do you remember that movie, Tom? I do. I hated that movie. You. It's funny because when we watched stuff, you're like, "Oh, that was okay," and then like three months later, it's like, like "I hated." I hated that. it. <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't very. It good. was dumb. I didn't like it very much. It was just like Michael Douglas. Like but that was like, hey. But that was the movie that you could tell that Tobey Maguire got um, uh, Spider-Man from. Yeah, because he was sad. He was like the exact same character, Emo except like worse. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird movie. Very strange. But Steve Cloves also wrote. Thanks, all- Steve. All but one of the Harry Potter movies. Really? Do you want to guess which Harry Potter movie um, he did not write? Prisoner of Azkaban. You think number three? Okay. Yeah. I would say Goblet of Fire. You're both wrong. Wow. It's Order of the Phoenix. Uh, okay. I was thinking Prisoner of Azkaban because I thought that might have just been Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. Hmm. No, he wrote it. Um, he's known for sort of adapting novels into movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he also did the the something Baker Boys, like the fabulous Baker Boys okay. or something. That nice. was pretty popular. Um. Other notable names in this production are cinematographer John Seal, who's an Oscar winner for uh, shooting The English Patient. Mm. And, of course, John Williams, who did the music. Oh, I actually don't have anything about the music. Well, it was John Williams. It's iconic. Yeah. yeah. Ding, ding. Hedwig's theme. I do have a fun fact for you right off top. What? Hedwig isn't named in this movie, but that's still called Hedwig's theme. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because we know it's Hedwig. Yeah, right. We up. all know. Yeah. Um, and but so, they never actually say this owl's name is Hedwig. That's weird. Interesting. Yeah. John Williams is also known for Star Wars, Jaws. Superman? I think he, he did, did the, all the, kinds the main of, Superman theme. Well, he also, he worked with Chris Columbus previously on the Home Alone 1 he and 2. He is maybe the most famous composer in the history of movies him Hans Zimmer like there's a there's a few of them Danny that, Elfman it's yeah, the Elfman. big three I was the looking into like events that were going to be in Denver when we're going to be in Denver the only thing so far that I saw was a uh, John Williams tribute orchestra that is sick actually that'd yeah. be fun which is kind of cool yeah he oh my god he did, he did all the Spielberg stuff 
uh, yeah, you said Jaws. He did Star Wars. He did um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He did Superman. I was right about that. Um, Raiders, he did all the Indiana Jones, yeah. E.T. He's like a big Spielberg head. That's so cool. And Spielberg almost did Harry Potter one. I Correct. do talk about Which, that. Oh, he did Jurassic Park that as well. That would have been interesting. Released in late November 2001, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is a long but kind of must-have 152 minutes long. And it was a critical and commercial success. Make uh, It had like 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Some people like hated it, but other people really liked it. Someone said that they wish Tim Burton would have been the director. I think that would have been bad. Yeah, I don't know. If I, I think I would say I would go Spielberg way years, eons before I would go Tim Burton yeah. For, this, yeah. for this movie. Um, so Harry Potter had a $125 million budget. And it made $1.017 billion. They re-released it to get it over the top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Originally, uh, directors like Steven Spielberg, Rob Reiner, yep. and Terry Gilliam mm -hmm. were considered. That's who J.K. Rowling wanted. I saw that. Uh, Spielberg originally wanted to make an animated Harry Potter with Haley Joel Osment playing the title character. Um, so... He ended up declining. He did artificial intelligence AI instead. Um, and Rowling insisted, Rowling, who's that? Rowling <laughs> insisted. I, when I first read Harry Potter, I thought Hermione was pronounced Hermione. I bet many people did. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was JK Rowling. Yeah. Um, Rowling insisted that the uh, cast be entirely composed of British and Irish actors. Um, although apparently the thing you just said, negates that what that grip hook like was played by Vern troyer yeah but he was he was voiced, voiced by, War by warwick davis, davis. we yeah. said this i said this off camera by the way it's not like you, you didn't miss anything <laughs> <laughs> they did a casting call for the three leads and that's where uh daniel radcliffe emma watson and rupert grit were found did you read more about their um process with them not really there was a good uh rupert grit sent in a rap yeah uh, about ron to get oh, cast my God. and daniel radcliffe came from um david copperfield uh -huh. And uh, I forget who, I forget which one of them it was. Like found him and was like, I think this this guy's good. And they had this kid's good. And they had a whole bunch of like people that 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 they brought in for the process. And he just ended up like being the guy. Uh, they all first they didn't want him because his he had like stage parents. Mm. Um, and but they eventually got over that and were like, yeah, he's the one. Yeah, I wonder what about Emma Watson. I think hers was just sort of a conventional. Like they just like her. Yeah. So Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was the highest grossing film of 2001. And at the time of its release, the second highest at the time of like highest grossing. Mm -hmm. I, my guess is Titanic. Yeah. Um, it was nominated for three Oscars. Best Original Score, Best Art Direction, and Best Character Dudley. <laughs> best, the, the, the only award for best Dudley Dursley best Dudley. ever awarded at the Oscars. Uh, no, the third one was best costume design. Mm. So, like after, well, it was for Dudley's outfit. Yeah, with the hat, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the smeltings uniform. Yep. Yep. So he's you like, know. "Am I gonna have to wear that?" And they're like, "Harry, you're not going to smeltings." <laughs> so there's seven books in the original Harry Potter series. There's eight movies total there were there's a spin-off series fantastic beasts and where to find them there's like when it came out there were mattel dolls legos video games that was one of the two games i had on my game boy the other was the shrek boxing game 
There's theme park lands at Universal Studios. Um, there's just like tons of merchandise everywhere. Like there's always been tons of merch. I, I mean, had like little gems that they sold as like stone, like sorcerer stones. Gems. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff I had, I had a pillow that was the sorting hat on a pillow, and then there were ribbons with the four things. Attached. I can't imagine That's a more. Ho- I can't imagine out. a more horrifying thing to go to sleep on. <laughs> um, I also had a, a notebook that I had that was like a Hogwarts I had thing, one too. and then I took it upon myself to make myself a schedule, and I'd be like potions with Snape, sad face, nine a.m. to ten really? a.m. And then Snape's not teaching class my, at nine a.m. My fancy like, oh my god, I'm so smart. Little thing I put. Defense Against the Dark Arts. Question Teacher? mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. True fan alert. <laughs> yeah. Electus Caro. <laughs> so I I got, su- I was super into Harry Potter growing yeah. up. I had like, Same. I had pajamas. I had like the whole, the whole shebang. So, um, I'll Played talk about video games. We'll t- big, yeah. Big fan of the video games as well. I'll talk about it a little bit later. I'm, I'm like asking about like memories about the first movie or reading the first book. So I, we can get to that later. Yep. But um, yeah, so it's pretty much it was like a huge phenomenon. I can't believe that the last movie came out in 2011. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago. 12 years. Yeah. So. And I, and I will say, I will add on to what I said before. It really sucks that JK Rowling is a terrible person uh, because this has had a large impact on my like adolescence and, and mm-hmm. childhood and all that. We have a lot of friends that have like Harry Potter tattoos and stuff. Yeah. I know multiple people. Yeah, me too. Like permanent, which man, good on you guys, but I'd be mad right now. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. That's that's like if I got like a Game of Thrones tattoo, but like for the movies or for the TV show. Yeah, for the last season. Right before right. the last season came right. out, I'd be like, Right. Are you serious right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So, Tom, give us a like super short. Yeah, summary. this is gonna be super short. Uh, strap in, people. <laughs> I'm like, this is a whole book. That yeah, I... it's a book. All right. It's 152 minutes of movie. So, late one night, a tall, white-haired man wearing half-moon spectacles named Albus Dumbledore. I said Albus. Albus Butler vibes. Albus Dumbledore, played by Richard Harris, as well as a witch named Minerva McGonagall, played by Dame Maggie Smith. Yeah. Along with a massive bearded man named Rubius Hagrid, played by the recently deceased Robbie Coltrane. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Uh, Wait, this didn't Uh, happen, right? In the books? It did. This was the first thing in the book. They name dropped Sirius Black in the first chapter. I am like dumb. Yeah. I need to reread. Yeah. Uh, These three. Convene in a small, quaint neighborhood on Four Privet Drive in Surrey, England. The trio of odd-looking individuals is there to deliver an orphaned infant with a lightning bolt scar on his forehead named Harry Potter to his ultra-conventional, insensitive, negligent aunt and uncle, Petunia and Vernon Dursley, Harry's only living relatives. I mean, king and queen. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're incredible. <laughs> Uh, the Dursleys decide to conceal Harry's magical heritage from him and make him live in a cupboard under the stairs for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> a decade. Raising him as a clear second fiddle to their dear son, Dudley. Dudders. Diddykins. <laughs> <laughs> On Dudley's birthday, after he throws a tantrum for receiving one fewer present present than he did the year before, the family heads to the zoo along with the now nearly 11-year-old Harry, played by Daniel Radcliffe. At the zoo... 
They visit the reptile house as Dudley ogles a sleeping boa constrictor, banging on the glass to wake it up. Suddenly, the glass vanishes and Dudley falls into the enclosure while the snake escapes, whispering thanks to Harry before slithering off. Okay, I always thought partial tongue reminded me of parsley tongue. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) A couple of weeks later, just before Harry's 11th birthday, he receives a letter in the post. Vernon, his uncle... However, reads and burns the letter before Harry has a chance to look at its contents. However, the sender does not give up, and the Dursleys receive successively larger numbers of the same letter from owls outside. Owls, correct. Uh, After dozens of owls send hundreds of more letters through the Dursleys' home on a Sunday, they flee to an island hut in the middle of a massive storm. Was that like an Airbnb? How did like? What I is, thought the same. What is this? Place? I think it's their like vacation home. But, <laughs> yeah. Like they left. Jeez. They went on like a time where like they normally wouldn't. Right. Because they're just like we have to get out of here in the middle of July. Oh yeah, it is July. <laughs> yeah. Why is it that bad in I July? <laughs> I don't know. Um, suddenly, who busts down the massive wooden door but Hagrid to personally deliver a birthday cake and more importantly. Harry's letter of acceptance to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. After terrifying the Dursleys by bending up Vernon's shotgun with his bare hands and magically putting a pig's tail on Dudley's rear end for trying to eat all of Harry's cake, Hagrid also reveals that Harry's parents, James and Lily Potter, were famous wizards killed by a dark wizard named Lord Voldemort. This, if I were Harry, I would, like, pass out. I would be like, what is all this? It would be such information overload. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. um, I'd be like, okay. The Dursleys admit the truth that Harry's parents did not die in a car crash as they had told Harry, but Petunia's sister, Lily, became a freak, and they (laughs) didn't want Harry to grow up in that life performing magic tricks. Voldemort is still so feared that wizarding folk refer to him merely as you-know-who or he-who-must-not-be-named. The killing curse that Voldemort had cast rebounded on destroying Voldemort's body and giving Harry his lightning bolt scar. And throughout all of this, Hagrid, disgusted with the Dursleys' disrespect for both Harry and Albus Dumbledore, takes Harry away to help him pick up school supplies. They head to Diagon Alley, a magical marketplace behind an unassuming pub in which Harry is confused to learn that he is famous. In the pub, he meets his future Defense Against the Dark Arts professor, Quirrell, played by Ian Hart, a timid man wearing a turban. After that, Hagrid takes Harry to Gringotts Bank, where Harry learns that he is wealthy. Yeah. Surprise. Hella rich. He said, I'll buy all these chocolate frogs. <laughs> they then visit a secret vault and Hagrid takes an undisclosed item. Uh, and he also reveals to Harry. Uh, never mind. I messed that up. With his newfound fortune, Harry picks up a cauldron, some books, and a pet snow owl. He also visits Ollivander, the wand salesman, who matches him with a wand that is curiously connected <laughs> to Voldemort's wand that was used to kill his parents. Hagrid leaves Harry at King's Cross Station. He literally ghosts him at King's Cross. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, where he's told to head for Platform 9 and 3 quarters, which of course earns him a scoff from a transit employee that he speaks to. At that moment, an entire red-headed family headed by matriarch Molly Weasley helps her four sons Percy, twins Fred and George, and Ron, played by Rupert Grint, through the bricks to Platform 9 and 3 quarters along with Harry. Harry sits on the Hogwarts Express, which is just a giant train that goes to Hogwarts. Um, and he... Chops it up with Ron about some magical items like chocolate frogs, which contain trading cards, as well as birdie bots, every flavor beans and all that kind of stuff. Soon thereafter, Hermione Granger, played by Emma Watson, a brainiac muggle-born witch, pops by their cart on the train and introduces herself. When they arrive at Hogwarts, Harry also meets Draco Malfoy, played by Tom Felton, who is from a wealthy pureblood wizard family and offers Harry a spot in his crew alongside the illustrious Vincent Crabbe and 
Is it Gregory Goyle? Yeah, I think it's okay. Gregory. I wrote that and I forgot to double check it. <laughs> but Harry declines. The students assemble in the Great Hall where the sorting hat sorts the first years into four respective houses. Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Harry is placed into Gryffindor alongside Ron and Hermione, though the sorting hat does hesitate considering placing Harry into Slytherin, while Draco is, to the surprise of no one, sorted into Slytherin, a house noted for dark wizards. Not Slytherin, eh? The best is the best is the the best is the sorting hat like not even making it to Draco's head. It, it like grazes one hair. Yeah, Slytherin! Oh, oh, Slytherin! <laughs> Slytherin! <laughs> Um, Harry meets some friends in Gryffindor, including the forgetful Neville Longbottom, the magically inept Seamus Finnegan, hmm. and of course, Ron's brothers Fred, George, and Percy again. We're also introduced to magical creatures like the house ghosts, including Gryffindor ghost Sir Nicholas, a.k.a. nearly headless Nick, which really fleshes out the world. I like I liked when they did like the little stuff like that, even yep. though those characters aren't really in it later on. Um, at the end of their first week of classes, Harry and Ron discover that Gringotts, the wizarding bank, was broken into, and the secret vault that Harry and Hagrid had visited was the subject of that robbery. Hmm. During Curious. Bro- <laughs> During Broom's class, Harry discovers a natural talent for broomstick flying following a conver- uh, confrontation with Malfoy, and this leads to Professor McGonagall, the head of Gryffindor House, not punishing Harry, no, but recruiting him as the youngest ever seeker for Gryffindor's Quidditch team in a century. I guess not youngest ever. Youngest in a century. Yeah. While returning to the Gryffindor common room, the staircases change paths, leading Harry, Ron, and Hermione to the restricted corridor on the third floor, where they discover discover a giant three-headed dog, which we later find out is named Fluffy. Cute. Uh, shortly thereafter, on Halloween, Ron insults Hermione after she corrects his spellcasting of a Wingardium Leviosa spell in Charms class. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Swish and flick. <laughs> Uh, upset, Hermione spends the afternoon crying in the girl in one of the girls' bathrooms. And that night in the Great Hall during dinner, Professor Quirrell sprints in during dinner to exclaim, Troll in the dungeon! Thought you ought to know. <laughs> before passing out. <laughs> the troll enters the bathroom Hermione was crying in as Harry and Ron head over to rescue her. And the three become close friends after Hermione takes the blame to the professors by claiming she went looking for the troll. Which is a big move for her. Yeah, oh, we yeah. know it for at she's that point. She's, die, she's a rule. She's a rule follower. She's all that, and she was even mad at them. But like for her to be like to the professors, like this was my fault. Even though it really wasn't. Like it was like whatever. That that was a big also, uh, big character moment for her. Definitely. FYI, Steve. Uh, I was gonna say Steve Cleave. Who wrote it? Steve, uh, my guy. Steve, the the writer. <laughs> Cloves. He, Steve Clo- A. J- Cloves. He think of like the the herb. Ah, uh, he was uh. J.K. Rowling was like skeptical of him, and then when they first met, uh, I read this. She was like, oh, "I bet he's gonna say his favorite character was Ron," and she said, and he said it was Hermione. And J.K. Rowling was like, "Okay, I'm good. Like yeah. he's he's gonna be good." He Respect, yeah. yeah. Um. So, at Harry's first Quidditch match against Slytherin, his broom becomes possessed, nearly knocking him off. Hermione sees Professor Severus Snape, played by Alan Rickman, uh, the sinister potions master and head of Slytherin House, staring at Harry and mouthing words, making her believe that Snape has caused the broom to misbehave with a dark curse. Hoping to save Harry, Hermione sets Snape's robes on fire, which is a wild move. Hermione is actually, like, crazy. Yeah. Hermione rules. Distracting him and others and allowing Harry to survive uh, and finish the match, and they they win. Gryffindor wins. Um... (laughs) (laughs) 
At Christmas, Harry receives an invisibility cloak, once belonging to his father, which renders its wearer invisible. And it's from a mystery um, gift giver. I don't think we ever really find out. I think it's I think it's Dumbledore or is it McGonagall? It is. I thought it was a freaking. Oh, name? oh, serious. I I, I'm pretty Black. sure it's Dumbledore. I thought it was Sirius Black. Yeah, we're all freaking Sirius idiots. Black. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they don't tell you in this movie by any event. So it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. Harry uses it to explore the restricted section in the library to research information on Nicholas Flamel, a name Hagrid lets slip when he's confronted about his knowledge of Fluffy. Eventually, Harry learns that Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Sorcerer's Stone, which produces the elixir of life that makes the drinker immortal. Harry is interrupted by the crotchety, disheveled, grimy Hogwarts caretaker named Argus Filch and his cat Mrs. Norris, and he escapes to an empty classroom. In the classroom, Harry sees a strange mirror, and before he can figure out its purpose, Dumbledore arrives and explains that it is the Mirror of Erised, a magical item which shows a person their deepest desires. I freaked out when you freaked read Freaked out when I Arised read Erised backwards. backwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's desire. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore explains to Harry the dangers of such an item and tells him he is having it moved. On his way back to the Gryffindor common room, Harry sees Snape trying to get information from Quirrell, and he's under the invisibility cloak, so he, nobody can see him. Um, he, Snape's trying to sort of extort info from Quirrell about getting past Fluffy, but Quirrell says he doesn't know what he's talking about. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are sure that Snape is trying to steal the stone in order to restore Lord Voldemort to power, but Hagrid denies that a professor at Hogwarts would do that, especially while Dumbledore, the man... Voldemort fears most remains at Hogwarts. While at Hagrid's hut late at night, the trio discover a dragon egg Hagrid was nursing in a fire, which later hatches a dragon that Hagrid names Norbert. The friends are nervous for Hagrid since dragon breeding has long been out outlawed in the wizarding world. Malfoy, who sees them at Hagrid's hut along with the dragon, rats them out to McGonagall, and Harry, Ron, Hermione, and yes, Malfoy receive detention with the creepy old caretaker again, Argus Filch. Norbert is also sent to Romania to live with other dragons, which they just did. There's not a lot of Norbert in the movie. There's a lot more Norbert in the book. Yeah. I mean, justice for Norbert. Yeah, it's kind of a little Norbert like, gets, mad random. Norbert gets one scene. Yeah. Uh, Filch passes the children for some reason right back off to Hagrid, uh, who brings them to the, in this movie, the Dark Forest, not the Forbidden Forest, to mm. serve their detention for some reason. Uh, while there, Harry sees a hooded figure drink the shiny, silvery blood of an injured unicorn, which makes the scar on Harry's head burn acutely. Ferenz, a centaur, saves Harry from an attack, and as Voldemort flies away, or I, I can't, he confirms that it's Voldemort uh, when the figure flies away, and he tells Harry that it is a monstrous thing to slay a unicorn, let alone drink its blood. That was a really scary scene, I thought, for a kid's yeah, movie. Definitely. Fer Ferenz explains that unicorn blood will help keep a person alive, and as I noted, he confirms that the hooded figure is, in fact, Voldemort. The next time they talk to Hagrid, they learn that in connection with his buying the dragon egg, he had told a hooded stranger on how to get past Fluffy on accident, <laughs> and they believe the theft of the stone is imminent. Rushing to finally confide in Professor Dumbledore, they meet... Professor McGonagall, who is shocked to find out how much they know about the stone, but reassures them that it is safe in the castle. She also tells them that Dumbledore has been sent away on an important mission by the Ministry of Magic. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Very convenient. Positive that Dumbledore's summons was a red herring to take him away from Hogwarts, the trio make plans to, th to thwart Snape's theft of the stone. However, when they make their preparations and try to leave the Gryffindor common room, they are stopped by who but Neville Longbottom, who wants them to stop sneaking out at night so they stop losing Gryffindor points in the House Cup. vibes, Neville. Uh, while they admire his efforts, Hermione nails him with a petrifying spell, and the three head out anyway. <laughs> Hermione literally is like the muscle. She's the, she's, <laughs> it's she's the, best. the enforcer. It's the best. 
they set out to reach the stone first, but when they get to the room where Fluffy is chained, they find that he is already asleep. <gasps> they then navigate the security system <laughs> set up by the school's staff, which is a series of complex magical challenges. Not in- that good, though, if including, 11-year-olds can do Seriously. It. Including a deadly plant called Devil's Snare, a room filled with aggressive flying keys in which Harry must find the real key, and a giant game of wizard's chess that incapacitates <laughs> Ron despite his victory. After overcoming the barriers, Harry moves on alone. He reaches a chamber where he once again sees the mirror of Erised, but standing in front of it seeking the stone is not Snape, but Professor Quirrell. <gasps> Gasp. Quirrell, in a classic villain monologue, yeah. reveals that it was he who seeks the stone, but that in a world where Snape exists, no one would suspect poor stuttering Professor Quirrell. He also notes that Snape had figured out Quirrell's plan and tried to protect Harry. Quirrell then removes his turban and reveals a weakened Voldemort living on the back of his head. I was like, what? <laughs> Dumbledore's Ew. protective enchantment. <laughs> yeah, gross. Ew. Terrifying. Dumbledore's protective enchantment on the mirror places the stone in Harry's possession. Voldemort attempts to bargain the stone from Harry in exchange for resurrecting his parents, but Harry sees through the blatantly obvious trick and refuses. On Voldemort's orders, Quirrell then tries to kill Harry. Voldemort's like, screw it, just go kill him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when Harry touches Quirrell's skin, it burns him as he screams and reduces to ashes. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, Very wild. Voldemort's soul rises from the pile and escapes, knocking out Harry as it passes through him. Harry is knocked out, uh, I literally just said, and he recovers in the hospital wing. Dumbledore visits and says the stone has been destroyed to prevent misuse and that both Ron and Hermione are safe. Dumbledore reveals how Harry defeated Quirrell. When Lily, Harry's mom, died to save him when he was an infant, her pure loving sacrifice provided Harry with an ancient magical protection from Voldemort's lethal spells, and it also prevents Voldemort from touching Harry without suffering terribly. Finally, at the end of year pe- feast, the wait, house... Wait, before that, though. Say uh, what he says about the mirror. This I was like, okay, so what was the point? The mirror? What yeah. Oh, that, so the mirror, uh, it, it... The hex on it or whatever. You, yeah. So D- Dumbledore's d- uh, like defensive charm on the mirror was that like you can only get the Sorcerer's Stone if you aren't going to use it. Like, if you yeah. don't want it. Yeah. So, so then, if Harry If Harry never goes down there... Then we're good. Quirrell never gets the Quirrell's stone. Quirrell's standing in front of that <laughs> mirror for hours. Forever. For hours. He's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get this? The only, po- the only possible way that Voldemort slash Quirrell could have gotten the stone was if Harry was down there. Yeah. Harry's the only one <laughs> He's the who only could one. do that. Like, no, nobody else knows about no, it. That's hilarious. Maybe Ron and Hermione. Like, the only, only the people who knew about the stone. Yep. So it's his own fault. Yeah, and Dumbledore, I think, I, I think in, admits in the book that he would have used the stone. So, like, he couldn't have gotten it even. You know that Nicholas Flamel was like, are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. Because now I gotta die? Yeah, Flamel, yeah. Like, yeah. He, okay. he sets his affairs in order. And like, he, gee, thanks, Harry. But, yeah, so after this, after, uh, I mean, you know, Dumbledore snacks on a on a birdie bots every flavor bean and says uh alas earwax earwax and then <laughs> after that uh at the end of year feast the house points totals are given oh uh, here we go griffin this is just <laughs> here we amazing. go i was cracking up gryffindor is in last place and slytherin is in first yeah because however harry and ron and hermione like made them the lose whole like movie, hundreds and hundreds the whole movie they're points. losing points however in a wild abuse of power <laughs> dumbledore gives a few last minute additions <laughs> Granting points to Harry, Ron, and Hermione for their bravery and service towards school. But not only that, that ties them with Slytherin. He then gives Neville 10 points for standing up to his friends. So Gryffindor wins by 10 points 
all in the last moment. And not only does this happen, he raises his arms yes. and like the, gr- the what is it? The, the I'm colorblind. What are the Southern colors? Green. Green. Like the green, all the banners, like the whole thing is decorated in green. He waves his arms and it's just, it's just Gryffindor now. It's Gryffindor it's color. It's so dramatic. Red and, is it like red and gold or whatever? Yeah. Yes. And now it's like the whole vibe changed. And also all the non-Slytherin people are freaking, they love it. Yeah, yeah I know. I feel school like loves it. um yes. okay. Yes. Um, if I was like whoever was second, I, I don't know which. I don't think. I think Ravenclaw. It was okay. Ravenclaw. But like, I would be so mad that, yeah. even if I was them. Yeah. Like what yeah. the hell? Yeah, they're like, yeah, we hate yeah. you, Slytherin. Yeah. So once that's over, Gryffindor wins the House Cup, uh, and our final scene is we they're getting back on the Hogwarts Express to go home and. Uh, What's the quote? It's like uh, something like he goes, they're like, "Oh, you, you can finally get to go home, Harry." And he's like, "I'm not going home, not really, not really." <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, express sort of uh, drives off, and we get a wide panning shot, and then that's the end of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It's such a good movie. Yeah. I loved it. So, all right, our first question that I'm going to talk about. I just want to know. I'm going to go first, and then I want to know your. Like memories of seeing the first movie or of reading the first book. I have very distinct ones. The book I first got at a scholastic book fair at my elementary school and I didn't want to I just wanted Junie B. Jones books. And my mom was like Which is fair. My mom was like, I heard this is really good and I'm like, I don't do that. Like I read Junie B. Jones. <laughs> like I'm not a nerd. And so then she got it. And we read it. She read the first one out loud to me when I was in first grade. And I was like, oh, dang, this is good. <laughs> and then, like, alas, earwax. Alas, earwax. <laughs> I guess I like one fantasy thing. And then the first movie I saw with my mom and my mom, Claire. And we Shout went, Claire. we went to Regal Burlington, baby. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And before then, we went to TGI Fridays and oh. I got an Oreo milkshake. I don't have any memory like that. And that's my mom, and yeah, I remember my mom was really scared and wouldn't go to any other ones with us because she was like, that was like terrifying. She watched, she watched a hooded figure drink unicorn blood. Yeah. She was like, that was actually like really scary. <laughs> so those are my memories. She watched Harry Potter burn a man alive. Yeah. 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 Harry like murdered at straight 11. Up, <laughs> he straight up murdered Quirrell in this movie. He's like, right ah! in the face. <laughs> so do you guys have any memories about the first book or movie? I just remember reading the book a million times and, and seeing the movie a million How times. How old were you when you read it? I didn't read it, I don't think, right away. Yeah. But I think like around the time the movie came out, I read okay. it. Okay. That's pretty good. What yeah, were you, Alex? Th- that's about the same. I don't remember... I don't have a vivid memory of reading the book, but I around the time the movie came out, I remember my aunt gave me a volume yes, set yes. of all the books that had come Up out at that, that point. point. I, so oh, so cool. I think I think that... I watched it after the movie came out because when the movie came out, it was only up to Prisoner of Azkaban, which is the third book. Yeah. The the set I got went up to Goblet of Fire, which is the fourth book. So yep. I think I wa- I think I read the first book shortly after the movie okay. came out. Okay. Right. Yeah, I read the first book when it came out, the second book in second grade, the third book right away, and then I went to the Barnes and Noble at midnight for the fourth book, and then um I like I'm. I was on vacation for like the fifth and sixth books. So then I got them at the airport. My mom was so mad because they cost like, like $80 yeah. at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was always very, very Harry Potter heavy, like from the get go. Well, I'll tell you what I read them. I read those four. I read like through Goblet of Fire. Then when the fifth one came out, I got it like a little bit later. And when I tell you the fifth book, 
literally ruined my interest in reading for like six years. I couldn't get through it. Because it was so not, long. I, yeah. Yeah. Was so I didn't long. like it that much. And it was so like, he was so like moody. Very. And like, it was just, it was too much for me. And I literally didn't read another book for like six years. And then I, <laughs> when I started reading again, which was thanks to The Stand by Stephen King, um, I came back and I reread them all and I got through five and five, I like five now. It's my least favorite, but yep. I like it. And then when six and seven came out, I just like slammed right through them. Yeah. And they're yeah. great. De- definitely six and seven. I, yeah. It was peak Harry Potter, obviously, when the seventh book came out. Yeah. I yeah. remember I remember how big that was. Yeah. Um, Huge. The movie, I remember. This is actually... So there are two Harry Potter movies I haven't seen in theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. The first one I didn't see in theaters. I remember watching it on VHS in my living okay. room when I was a kid. That's fun. And I was terrified of the Voldemort on the back, back of, of his face. Head. I had to like run in the other room and watch <laughs> from like... <laughs> you know, watch from the doorway. I remember that. <laughs> And then, uh, not not to step on the sixth uh, book, but that's the other one I haven't seen in theaters. Yeah. I watched that on a portable DVD player. Oh. I, I saw the only ones I saw in theaters were six, seven, and eight. Okay. I saw all of them in theaters. Okay. And the last one, or is it the second or last one? I don't know. Did we go to the midnight show? Did you go with me? I don't know if I went with you. Manon came with us. Yeah. And he Manon brought his is, wand. Who is not not with us today? Yes. Um, but he probably will be next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was so fun. He brought his own wand. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and we were like, we were, how old were we at that point? Oh, we were like, I was in college. Like 19, <laughs> yeah. And like, we looked at the back and he just like pulled into the wand. Out. That's sick. <laughs> the back of the car. Yeah. He got it at senior trip. So yeah. Yeah. That, it makes sense. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, okay. If you were the Dursleys, at what point would I you wish. just give Harry the letter? For me, it's like if I was making an omelet and all the eggs had letters in them. I'd be like, I'm done. I need <laughs> you get this letter. Enjoy. Well, again, this brings me back to my question. What were the what like procedural hoops did they have to go through to get to that hut in the like yeah. because that seemed like yeah. it was a lot of effort. Yeah. That seemed like a lot of work. They had to like maybe row out there. God knows like the waivers they had to sign, all the things like that. Because again, these are muggles who which we didn't clarify are non magical people. Yep. Um they're not like just flying out there. They're not apparating yeah. out there. Like they're they got to go through the proper channels, I would assume. That's a lot of effort. I would not get to that point. Yeah. Just give him the freaking letter. Give him letter. the letter. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a tough conversation. You got to have the conversation. But, you know, maybe it's better than having your door banged down by a giant. <laughs> yeah. Half giant. Yeah. That is true. I will say, I think it's kind of ridiculous that in the film, Harry didn't get a letter. Like... When you, when Harry when Uncle Vernon is wrestling this eleven year old boy to the ground, right, 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 like just, right. there's like hundreds. It's like, like Harry, just grab one. <laughs> he's like, we're going away. It's like he's standing. He's saying Harry's that, like standing there laughing. Yeah, literally, it's like you can't just anywhere grab anywhere yeah. and you'll get a letter. Also, wh- how many paper cuts did they get Seriously. during that one scene when everything's flying through the mail slot and the fireplace? And that yeah. was so fun. Great effects, though. Great effects. All right, so one of the few good effects in this movie, actually, the effects yeah. are pretty bad. <laughs> Here is all right. So basically, when we went to Harry Potter trivia, oh yeah, at our distillery, shout out Reckless Town. Tom and Alex were so good. It was like they came up with the dumbest stuff. But not only were we so good, we walked in there knowing we were. <laughs> they knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they would get like the most obscure answers. It was like wild. So Alex, I said this to Tom. He should already know. But I have one from the movie. Do you remember from the movie who Doris Crockford is? No. <laughs> Doris See, Crockford. Th- yeah, Doris 
Crockford. We cracked up when we heard Doris Crockford. I heard Doris Crockford, and I was like, "Oh, I'm seeing if Alex knows who that lady was, is." Was she like sorted into the house before Harry or something? No, no that was Susan Bones. Yes. Susan Bones. Shout out Susan Bones. Doris Crockford was the second person to shake Harry's hand at the Leaky Cauldron. Ah. <laughs> oh, Doris Crockford. Doris Crockford. <laughs> so she gave her name as if like yes. this kid is gonna remember. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, Doris Crockford. <laughs> so now you'll never forget who no. Doris Crockford. Oh man, is. that's a great fact. So great if fact. anyone ever asks you who was the second person to shake Harry's hand at the Leaky Cauldron, uh, that's I, I got in the movie. In the movie, in the, yeah, in, in, in the, the movie, it's Doris Crockford. <laughs> That's great. I gotta. I have a lot of Harry Potter fan friends. I, yeah. I gotta ask you if gotta they know them. Crockford. Yeah. Yeah. And you we can also ask Tuesday if, if they listen to this. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you could ask like, who was first sorted into Hufflepuff in the? It was movie? Susan Bones. And that's the first one. Right? Susan Bones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, wait. You know what I found BS about the Sorting Hat scene? What? It's not in alphabetical order. No, it's not. They no. just pick randomly. It's just like for dramatic effect. It's like, I oh, like Harry's that. Very Hollywood. Yeah, it's very exactly. Hollywood. So speaking of the Leaky Cauldron. Would you rather go to Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade? Now, Hogsmeade, you can go oh, starting. Book three. I know, starting what? your third year, yeah. you can get a permission slip signed <laughs> to go into a village in Scotland that's near Hogwarts, right? Basically, yeah. Um, and that's Hogsmeade. That's where like a lot of the fun shops are and stuff like that. What about Nocturne Alley? No, no one <laughs> wants to go to Nocturne Alley. That's like the scary yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Morgan and Burks. would you rather go to Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley? Alex, would you like to go first? Diagon Alley. I would go to, um, <laughs> I would probably go to Diagon Alley. Why? I, because number one. Capitalism. I've always, <laughs> capitalism, I'm a big capitalist. <laughs> I always found, first of all, the, the entranceway, the leaky cauldron yeah. to be cozy. Like yeah. in the third movie and in this one when they go in and there's a little hotel up top, I'd stay in the hotel. I'd yes, make a whole long weekend out of it. I, I'd enjoy that. What, do you know the bartender's name? Stan. Tom. No, Tom. Tom. Oh, right, it is. <laughs> Big T. You're yeah. thinking of, uh, of the driver of Stan Shunpike, the, the driver, driver of the night, the night bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am. Now we're just with books and books in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Diagon Alley, there's a lot to do there. Uh, I, I think in the books, Harry mentions a really good ice cream shop. Yeah, what's um, his favorite flavor? I don't know. More. Strawberries and peanut butter. Hey. <laughs> Which I feel like is kind of gross, but I also think I would. I would like It's like PB&J. No, I, I would enjoy that. That is true. That is true. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. They have it at Universal Studios. Really? Oh, I think yeah. I at the ice cream shop, you I can get strawberry peanut butter ice cream. Uh, yeah. I've never been. Me either. Yeah. Um, I'm t- I haven't been to the ice cream shop, I'm saying. Yeah. No, Diagon Alley. There seems like a lot to do. Ollivanders, you can get yourself a wand. That's that's the big thing. I would enjoy... The experience. My, of... The experience. Like, I so would is do... that a one-time thing? Or like you would... I mean, I guess you're just picking one time what, yeah. which one you'd rather go to. You, got, you, you only got one ticket. Where are you going? You got a day. Okay. Um, I think I agree, but but but... You got to try the butterbeer. Yeah. That's, the, uh, that's no the caveat. That's the caveat. No doubt. That's true. I've tried butterbeer. I don't like it. Uh, I think I liked it. I think I had the frozen one that um, I really liked. I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you agree, Diagon Alley? I think so. Yeah. Because I, I like the whole... So, okay. So the there's recently uh, a, a new game that came out uh, called Hogwarts Legacy. And I when I read about it, I was like, this is weird because in Hogwarts Legacy, you play as a fifth year transfer. So like... Where are you head, transferring from? I don't know. I haven't played the game. But um, when you... I would think that when you're introducing this new universe, you want to go to Diagon Alley because, like, you want to be a first year. You want the 
the wand thing. You want um, to be buying your books. Like you wanted like just be seeing sort of people in action in Diagon Alley. And I feel like it's more of an iconic place in the Harry Potter universe than Hogsmeade is. Mm. Even though Hogsmeade mm-hmm. is more featured prominently in the later books. But I think when like when I think of Harry Potter, I think of not necessarily the first book, but I think of like Diagon Alley is one of the first things I think well, Why of. do you think they made it that you started your fifth year? I don't know. I th- think probably just for like more dynamic gameplay experience. True. You learn a lot of like more advanced spells and things like that, that than, is probably, than when you're in the first game. Yeah. There's probably a reason for it. I didn't look it up though. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I said the first hour very much reminds me of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. With the, like the whole golden ticket thing. Well, that, not just that, just the tone. It's very British humor, very whimsical. dry, very whimsical. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff that like as a kid, I was just like, oh, that's weird. But as an adult, I'm like, that's funny and like stupid and clever. Yeah. Like nine and three quarters is yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. It's you know? Twee. Exactly. And there's a lot of stuff like that where like Dudley freaks out because he gets 37 presents instead of 38. Yeah. And Petunia's thing is, no, we're going to get two at the store today. Yep. <laughs> like stuff like that. Like just the random you know what, numbers. You know what else I love I about love the Dursleys? I love that they have like just portraits of, of Dudley. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Dozens of them everywhere <laughs> yes. you look. It's yes. incredible. The set design is so good with the it's Dudley's. So uh, yeah. The Dursley's house. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you were going... Oh, I also said here they do a really nice job in this of adding exposition and helping non-book readers understand mm-hmm. um, a lot of like the nonsensical words and and like the world building is really really well done. They, well, they do it Definitely. all through Harry for the most part, which is good. Yeah, because it's he doesn't very know good. Either. Exactly, it's perfect. Um, so if you were going to Hogwarts for your first year, Al, Cat, Toad, or No Pet, because those are your options as a Scabbers. first year. Are you gonna go to? Uh, are you gonna get an owl? Are you gonna get a cat? Are you gonna get a toad? Are you saying I don't I don't want a pet? Me, no pet. I don't think I can handle a pet. <laughs> I'm eleven. <laughs> like I'm eleven years old. Like yeah. what am I supposed to do with an owl? I like <laughs> <laughs> You send it to the owlery. Like exactly. I get but then why do you even have it? Like why why do you even have it then? It's just for mail, I guess, right? Like Yeah, they, but they okay, but like just deliver but, like, your does mail. Ron get mail? He has a rat. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he does get mail. Remember, he got the Howler the right. next book. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so gets, yeah. he does. And you know, Howler. in the future with stuff that happens with uh, certain pets, I'm yeah. not oh. taking any risks. Well, that's why I would choose the rat. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? I would like you. I would either want no pet because I don't want that responsibility as an 11 year old kid, or I would do the owl because, like Tom said. It gives you your mail. You have fun. You feed it whatever mice or whatever owls eat. And then <laughs> I'll s- go to the owlery. I'll see you in a week. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you That's don't really true. have it's to not think like, about it's it. It's not like the cat where you got to, like, follow the cat around. Or, like, Neville's, Neville loses his, his, uh, his Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, no. no. Uh, like, I'm not going to have to worry about that. I, I'm going to go with the owl because um, I've spoken before about, about my connection with owls. Yeah, Tom is the like thing owls. with owls. I think they're cool. I like that they're predators. They're yeah, like kind of like cool. weirdly like vicious animals. All right, so you really <laughs> like cool. I like owls. So you really like owls. Now, this is not you kind of see this a little bit in the first book, but you get into it more later. You see that Professor McGonagall um is it well she's it's a whole different thing, but um yeah. is it also her Patronus is a cat? No, she's an ana, she's, she's an animagus. Yeah. yeah. Which um, shot up book 3. But later on you you find out that there's these things called Patronuses. 
Yeah, yeah which we'll get into more again in book three. I just want to know if you ever Ooh, found okay. out what your Patronus is on Pottermore. Uh, Mine was a St. Bernard. <laughs> Mine was a leopard or something. Mine was so lame. It was a salmon. Oh, you were a salmon too? <laughs> I was the salmon. Jay, Jay's Jay's a salmon. Jay, Jay, salmon life. I was so disappointed. You were like, are you? A salmon? Well, I think I think the salmon's an interesting one because you swim upstream. Like, you go against the grain. I think it's a cool one It is a theory. nice one. Like, yeah, you, like, when it, like, when you're waiting there and you're like, oh my God, what's it going to be? And a freaking salmon pops up. <laughs> that, like, what yeah. the hell? But it's like, it's actually kind of a cool one if you like sit down and think about Mine it. Mine was like a St. Bernard puppy. It was really cute. That's cute. Um, okay. Well, what, how that, like, about. People are scared of you, but you're actually nice. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, what about your house? I am a Gryffindor and we, I took a guess on what you were. What You are an obvious one. Ravenclaw. Yeah. What are you? So uh, through I don't Pottermore, think, sorry, I don't think I've I've taken a million of these tests even before like you're Pottermore always came out. Ravenclaw. I don't think I've ever not been a Ravenclaw. He's always been Ravenclaw. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise I me. I mo- I very consistently get Gryffindor. Tom thinks it's a lie, but I really truly do. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, I'm a Hufflepuff. I knew it. Though I will say I've taken many tests over my time. It's probably like a seventy thirty Gryffindor. Like, I like I'm that. a rising Gryffindor, but. Uh, <laughs> Son is but, uh, a Gryffindor, <laughs> but your uh, your general uh, thing is a, a Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. April? Mainly. Hufflepuff. She's looking at us right now. April? Um, definitely not a Ravenclaw. Slytherin. No, she's a Hufflepuff. She's loyal. She's, yeah, she's a she is a Hufflepuff for sure. Do you know who I know? She's that's got, a she's Slytherin. Ri- Do you she, know who's a Slytherin? She's a rising Slytherin. Do you know who's a your Slytherin? Your cousin Chris is a Slytherin. He is. So is Kate. Actually, I was say Kate. both of them, both yes, of the races yes. are Slytherins. But do you know who is definitely a Slytherin and like took the test and she is a Slytherin? Who? Heather. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that makes sense. Thousand percent. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah. But no, I am a Gryffindor. So we have three represented right here. Wow. I wonder what Kaylee is. Uh, Hufflepuff. And so Gina's got to be a Hufflepuff, right? She's puffing. Yeah. <laughs> She's we got a bunch of we got a bunch of puffs in the house right <laughs> we, now. Yeah. Um, okay. So oh, I wrote, what's your house? Are you mad about it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I kind of wish that Ravenclaw got a little bit more shine in the books. Like, cause they don't really yeah. do much besides Gryffindor and Slytherin in the books. Yep. Yeah. Um, Hufflepuff really gets the shaft. Here. They get, they get uh, nothing. So I, I kind of wish they would have gone more into it. Cause I would like to know more about like Quirrell's are a Ravenclaw. Oh, yeah, really? Uh, yeah. So there's like a bunch of like side characters that you'd be like, oh, that's weird hmm. that you didn't even know about. Like I looked that up because I was like, what is Quirrell? Is when I think of uh, Hufflepuff, I think of Hannah Abbott. Hannah Abbott, baby. Yeah. He's a Hufflepuff. Ernie McMillan. Ernie McMillan. Ernie McMillan. Cedric Diggory is kind of like the, yeah. the poster the boy one, for, yeah. for Hufflepuffs. But like you with Ravenclaw, I wish their Hufflepuff was given a bit more shine. Yeah. You've or, got Luna Lovegood as a Ravenclaw. Luna, yeah. You do have Luna. Yeah. And um, uh, Gildory Lockhart. What about Lupin? Is Lupin a Ravenclaw? No, he's Gryffindor. I think he's Gryffindor. He's Gryffindor. Yeah. Oh, my guy. Yeah. Um, we love David Thewlis on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Big Thewlis heads. <laughs> so my um my only other question that I have is if you were a uh, a British actor um of any age whatever whatever you want to do who would you want to play in the first Harry Potter? movie and then we could do a quick expansion just in general but for now first harry potter movie who would you want to play it's a great question i think so obviously harry right off the top it'd be fun to be the main character you know the lead um but that aside i would love to be 
like a Hagrid or I, that's somebody. That's the first person that came to mind for me too. Yeah, like somebody who's a mentor to Harry a little bit. You're kind of that warm presence that can take him through the the wizarding world. I, I feel like that would be a fun. And is an iconic that's character cool. that people remember. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, if not Hagrid, of course, like Dumbledore is great and McGonagall is great. I would love yep. to be either of them. I would also like savor being Malfoy. Oh, <laughs> that's so a really good idea. Um, so but fun. what I would be is a character who didn't actually make the film. I would love to. You're be, not Peeves. I would love to be. I oh my god, Peeves the Poltergeist. Baby. I hate Peeves. He was horrendous. <laughs> there's so much in the IMDb trivia about the actor who played Peeves. Like, there's like seven things about him and how like he was like so excited to see himself and like he he found out that it got cut and then like all the kids that his that his children went to school with were like oh we saw you in the movie and he was like what are you talking about they thought he was Hagrid oh my god <laughs> <laughs> same oh difference my god yeah. he also said um the film is crap <laughs> yeah well if you get cut then yeah. sure uh I think he's like a real life Peeves uh but yeah I mean uh, Peeves is is an icon that would be fun I would want to be uh Vernon Dursley Mm. I'm also good with any of them. He like, just of them. eats eats alive, you know? God. He's so good. Another so uh, good. relatively recent actor who passed away. Yeah, yeah. rest in peace. And then there is only one character, if you're extending out to all of the Harry Potter movies, that I would want to play. Is it Dolores Umbridge? It's not, but she would be my <laughs> second choice. You're in the right right uh, universe. Oh, now. Bellatrix. No, 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 oh. no. Molly Weasley? No, 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 no. The answer is Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah. There is no 100%. other character God. that I would want to play than Absolutely. Gilderoy that Lockhart. That would be so fun. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so fun. Is there any other character extended in the universe that you would want to play? I would have... I would like to play Sirius, kind That's of for good. the same reason of, of uh, you mentorship know, of ha- yeah, the, the mentorship role. Um, I think that would be really fun. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean. What about Grop? What about, Ma- I mean, Grop. <laughs> what about Mad-Eye Moody? Oh, oh yeah. That's, <laughs> no, that's my answer. Brendan, about- Brendan Gleeson, the god. What about <laughs> Oscar fake Mad-Eye Moody? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> no. But we'll get to both we'll get to oh, that. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. I think that's all the questions I have here. Really? Yeah. I kept it pretty simple. Beautiful. Alex, you can go first if you have questions. So I have one question for, your all, uh, for you both. I can ask it now. So... <laughs> In, obviously, Tom, in your recap, you said that, uh, you know, in order to get to the Sorcerer's Stone, the three kids have to go through a series of, like, magical rooms, tasks. magical yeah. tasks, um, you know, to get to the, to the stone. Each task has been set by a professor. So you have, you know, uh, Hagrid obviously sets up Fluffy and Madam Hooch has the, the keys flying around with That's the That's actually rooms. Flitwick. Oh, Flitwick. Fli- thank Charms. You. Charms. <laughs> If you were in charge of setting one of those traps, you could do it from the perspective of if you're a professor, you're teaching a subject or just a personality trait. Mm -hmm. What would your room be? Okay, so I thought about it. I got this question beforehand. Mine would be a series of three things that you have to rank and you have to rank them properly i thought you were gonna say something like a baking challenge no that's too (laughs) obvious it'd be like make good chocolate chip cookies (laughs) um no so here it is the first i said originally like it's three marry kiss kills basically but you can just Uh rank them if you want the first one you get to it's it's the Edo's chips 
Doritos, Fritos, and Puffy Cheetos. Ooh. So you should rank them. There's one correct answer. I mean, the correct answer is is it's starting from the bottom. It's Cheetos, Fritos, Doritos. No. Whoa. That's wrong. That's, that's wrong. Inverse. <laughs> no. The correct answer is number three, Fritos. No, that's wrong. Number two, Puffy Cheetos. Number one, Doritos. Disagree. Doritos number one's correct. Okay. Nah, Doritos three for me. What the? Well, then you guys fail. <laughs> we're, if we're you back get to the past, you get past that, then you go with... Um, Hedwig, Crookshanks, and Scabbers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you have to rank them. It's from the bottom up. Bottom it's, up. It's Crookshanks, Hedwig, Scabbers. Scabbers. <laughs> Scabbers. Yeah. Yeah. Scabbers is definitely last. Without a doubt, baby. <laughs> and then finally, you get to the, the end. It's the, the big boss. Uh, it's the baby's first watch list. Ooh. Scorsese, Spielberg, Tarantino. Oh, wow. Oh, that's. Uh, well, I know what you would do. Yeah, it's well done. Yeah. Uh, you would do from the bottom Tarantino. Scorsese Spielberg. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what mine would be, actually. I really don't know. That's tough. I, I would probably put Scorsese top of my list. Taking taking their personalities into consideration, Tarantino's definitely third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually, I'm, I'm ex- I have his book. Uh, yeah, you spent out. a lot of money on his book. Um, yeah, that was an impulse buy, but I'm going to read it, and I think, I think I'm going to like it, because he's a... He's at least out there. Yeah. You know, it's so not going to, it's not going to be a boring book. No. Yeah, that's true. That's my puzzle. Okay. So you guys would fail next. Mine would just be Harry Potter trivia. You just do the <laughs> trivia. Yeah, I would do, would name the four dragons. There's four species of dragons. Yeah. Like I would do stuff like that. I'd fail. That'd be yeah, good. I know. That's the point. Nobody knows. Nobody knows that stuff. Even Nobody... in the Harry Potter, you think Quirrell is going to, is going to be able to get by all that stuff? Do you really think Quirrell knows the second person to shake Harry Potter's hand exactly. in Exactly. He, he was there. Exactly. He oh, was he there. He was there. He, he was should there. know. He'd he be like a slum dog millionaire sort of. He'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> it would take him back. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> he so you'd know. be the only one who could get through. Exactly. He'd be great at that. Oh my God. That is so funny. <laughs> Dolores Crookshank. <laughs> Dolores Crockford. 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 Oh, my God. All right, Alex, what would yours be? So I am a big fan of uh, movie marathons, as you both know. Me and my friends, we like setting parameters. Oh, we're going to watch all (laughs) of the... oddly specific. Yeah, like, oh, we're going to watch four Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies or four movies that have the word Guardians in them. (laughs) The Guardians of Gahul. Yeah, right. What's What's your most recent one? We did. We did watch four rocks, or we watched okay. four uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies, <laughs> starting with Hercules. You should have done like the three types of rock, like an igneous, sedimentary, we, sedimentary, yeah. and well, a metamorphic. Metamorphic. Metamor- he has a lot of movies, so we could do that next. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Um. But so f- with that in mind, for my room, what I would do is you just walk in. There's a television. You have it's to mar- yeah. What'd you say? It's poltergeist. It's <laughs> scarier. You have to marathon all of the Transformers films back to back, including to back, Bumblebee, including Bumblebee, <laughs> and including the Transformers Beast Morphers movie that's coming out because this takes place in the future. And then that's not it. You watch all the movies. You sit through them all. And then at the end, you can't use a time turner though. You get well, you can if you think to bring it in. This is a magical task. So okay. if you if you have the foresight, you're welcome to. Okay, but. <laughs> That might, uh, you know, you might not do so well in the second half of the task, which is, <laughs> in high school, did you guys ever play, um, it's not Quizlet, it's it's the thing. Sporkle. Sporkle. Yes, yes oh, we of did. Course. College, you, college constantly. For us, yeah. So, Sporkle, thank you. So then, after watching all the Transformers, 
you have to do a Sporkle quiz of all of the Transformers that you saw in the movies. Oh, so you got like smart. Professor Quirrell there. He's like, okay, there's Ironhide, there's uh, Jazz, and you got to get, I would say probably 80%. <laughs> you don't have to get them all. You don't have to get them all. because <laughs> That would be sick. That That's sick. That's crazy. But 80%. Transformers. That's what I would do. That's There's a good. solution to all of the magical tasks. So I think that that's fair to make it so that it's 80% and not all. It's yeah, fair. it's 80. Please. <laughs> that's perfect. There's actually a sporkle with uh, the top 200 mentioned Harry Potter oh, characters. I'm going to do that probably after this. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah. That's pretty good. I Doris got, Crockford, baby. I got close one time. You did? I wonder if Doris Crockford's in the book. I don't know. Who knows? Rita Skeeter is. She is. That's a cool yeah, name, too. Good for her. That yeah. is a great name. All right. I love that question, Alex. That was really good. Wonderful question. All right, Tom, your turn. I've got a little bit more, like, sort of meat and potatoes questions. Okay. Let's get uh, meaty. Who do you think would be your favorite professor of that you see in this movie? Mm. Um, I would say, like, counting Dumbledore and Hagrid. Just Probably for... McGonagall. You don't really... I mean, what do you think Madam Hooch is like? <laughs> the, bro- the broom's professor. I feel like she's kind of crazy. Like, mean. Yeah, but I mean, that's you're on the job. Like, what do you think she's like when you're drinking a butterbeer with her at Hogsmeade? That's well, you're not because you're not allowed to go in year one. I didn't say that. You said out of the first year pre- people. I guess. So, no. No. McGonagall. Because so she. Why? Because I'm a Gryffindor and she I was just gonna give me say, all the points. Yeah, that doesn't help me. Yeah, well. Yeah. That's my answer. Okay. I'd probably enjoy. Snape. Not Snape. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Not Snape. I would probably, as a student, I would in, probably enjoy Flitwick. I feel like you can have a real conversation yeah. with him. Yeah. He's one of those teachers that, you know, you ask him about life outside of school, he'll yeah. keep it real. I, I feel like He's like Flitwick. sitting on the desk with his leg crossed his legs crossed over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Flitwick would hey, probably be uh, pretty chill. Head of Ravenclaw House, Professor Flitwick. Yes. yes. Uh yeah, I think I, I love Flitwick. Uh if I was there. I guess I, I it would probably between be between those two and Hagrid. Uh, just yeah. because Hagrid, like, he makes me feel so good about myself. Yeah. Because he's just, he's a mess. Hagrid's like the substitute teacher yes. that, like, you know way too much about. And that, like, oh, you yeah. can get away with anything. So, for some reason. Yeah. And you're just like, you know how to get he's what friends you need out of him. So you're like, oh, Hagrid, my stomach hurts. Like, can you give me a dollar so I can go to the vending machine? He's like, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Like, you get anything you want from yeah, him. Yeah, I would say him or, I mean... A Dumbledore would be really freaking scary. Yeah, he would. Well, that's like when I had uh, the former president of our college for my uh, as my professor yeah. in one of my classes, my FSP, my first year class. But it'd be like having the oh, current yeah. prof- uh, the current president of the college. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I feel like he's so intimidating because he's so intellectually like past me. He is mm-hmm. in in the books. He's a little like goofy. Well, he comes off as goofier in the first couple books. They make yeah. it seem like. Does Dumbledore have it all together? I feel like, like he's he's a little wacky. He's a little wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like as maybe a first year student, he would kind of try and relate to the kids right, by right, bringing right, out right. that wacky side. Yeah. I will say as not even if I were a student, just like as somebody watching the movie, Dumbledore is probably my favorite professor. Dumbledore's great. I love especially Richard Harris. I was going to say, listen, Richard Harris. He's great. I wrote it here. Richard Harris is the perfect Dumbledore. Like he there's is. no like okay, Michael Gambon's great at many things i'm sure yeah he's not a good dumbledore he's the one who played him uh i think it was from prisoner of azkaban yep. yes three yep. on um and he just doesn't he he doesn't embody the character richard harris is dumbledore agreed he richard harris has that like reverence that that you get from dumbledore reading it right. um i i would be curious what it would be like if richard harris were in 
the later movies when Dumbledore has a little bit more of an, yeah. action. Yeah. Or, you know, he has, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. he does a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, Richard Harris is just, he, ha- he also has like the softness, but also the sternness that, exactly. that Dumbledore That's it. has. Exactly. Yeah. That Gambon doesn't have. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Gambon's not going to give you a butterscotch candy. Right. Richard Harris would. Gambon's going to like throw the candy in your face or yeah. something like that. He's like, just going to crush it right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, he Gambon's is- going to reach in his pocket and like find a loose cigarette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I watched a movie called uh, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. And it's a, it's a, it's a vile movie. <laughs> And it stars Michael Gambon and Helen Mirren. It's from the 80s. And Michael Gambon's character in that movie, he is, um, like, terrifying. He is, I still think about him in that movie because he's so over the top and he's so, like, the anti-Dumbledore. Like, and that was one of the movies that at the time he was the most famous for. Um, so it's like, why would they cast him? I'm, I don't know. Like well because well, well because didn't when Richard Harris Richard Harris says not Ian McKellen don't cast Ian McKellen yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was already Gandalf at the time yeah uh, so I don't know if they would have gone that route anyway but um, Michael Gambon just doesn't see like it makes no sense and also before they cast Richard Harris it was supposed to be Alec Guinness from Star Wars uh, who was Obi Wan Kenobi which would he die uh, he died in uh, two thousand like yeah yeah um but so to me like Richard Harris the reason why I I, I prefer the earlier movies, um, and a, in large part because of Richard Harris, because mm-hmm. he's like not to crap on Gambon, but like Richard Harris is just such a perfect emblem of what Dumbledore is, and he just knows how to inhabit that character. Mm-hmm. I think Gambon said he refused to read the books, which is also part of probably yeah, the probably. reason why he didn't read them before <laughs> before doing the movies. Oh, yeah. he, okay, that's what it was. I thought yeah. he like continued to refuse. He, he may have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> G- Gambon rules though. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of iconic. I kind of love that. Yeah, I, I respect it. Yeah, so that's our Richard Harris segment of this episode. Harris heads. Um, all right. Do you like Quidditch? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I feel like it gets a lot of hate. No, I like it, and it I makes... liked it in the books. Okay, well, the scoring system makes absolutely no sense. The scoring no system's sense. stupid. Um, but also, like, I just like the sort of quality of life stuff that they do in the in the books yeah. and movies. Mm-hmm. I like when they're just messing around. Oh, love it. Um, like, that to me is the best part of like one of the better parts of the entire series, just like, like Harry's obsessed with Quidditch. Of course he is. He's a kid. He's yeah. like, he's like a jock. Like right. that's just all he cares about. Like he's in, in the later books, he's like, Oh my God, you know, whatever major plot point is happening. I'm in this grave danger. But also I just want to beat Hufflepuff next week. Like yeah. that's just, it, it like grounds him as a character, as a, as a kid, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I think that it serves such a purpose there that like, maybe they could, maybe, you know, JK could have cleaned up the, uh, cleaned up the rules a little bit and sort of figured things out and made things a little bit more rational and made them make sense. But I think for what it is, and it's very wizarding-y, like it fits perfectly in the universe with the quaffle and the freaking golden snake. It's like yeah. this random thing that's happening like like, like 600 feet away has nothing to do with the rest of the game. But once that thing happens, everything else is over. Yeah. Whether you win or lose. Like- well, I just thought it was genius to have them go to like the tournament in the fourth book where it's like there's a of course yeah. there's professional yes. quitting. Yeah, and of course everyone goes. Yeah. And it's like insane and there's betting and there's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like the World Cup. Yeah. yeah it's so fun. I, I, I respect the fact Quidditch may not be a perfect game, but I think it gets <laughs> it gets for the purpose that it has to fulfill in the first book. Yeah. You get enough of the rules. There's something to be said where anybody watching the movies can you know watch the movie uh, Oliver Wood comes out and he goes here's the quaffle and in like a two that's a bludger in the, that's a bl- and this is the golden sis it's like in 
it, there's something to be said where it's a complex magical game, but you can understand the rules in like it's a simple, minute and a it's half. Super simple. Where you jump in and then you're in. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, Harry's got to find the snitch. Now yeah. I know. Like that's what ends the scene. Yeah. yeah right. It's, I will also say, when I was a kid, I had the Quidditch World Cup video game. It's, I had it too. It's gr- it's like it's great. It's like Madden, but you yes. play Quidditch. Yes. Oh my god! So fun. I, you develop a real love of the sport when you play a game <laughs> like that for hours. So I, I love Quidditch. That's fun. Um, okay, so we talked about your favorite professor. Who do you think is the best performance? I guess we sort of talked about Richard Harris, but so I would say mm-hmm. like besides Richard Harris, which of the I guess you can include the kids, but yeah. out of any of the yeah. actors in the movie, who do you think gives the best performance? I think that Alan Rickman is having the time of his life. Yeah, he is like dripping this entire movie. So good. He when he walks away with his robes, it's almost like he's on drag race. Like he is yeah. like strutting. They, he is strutting. So I listened to a, a Ringer podcast called um, Binge Mode, which was it's a great Harry Potter podcast. If you they go through all the books, they go through all the movies. And they said, I think it was on there, or it might, I might have read it separately, but I think it was on there where they said the costume designer came in in like the later movies, and the only thing that they kept from like earlier on was Snape's robe. Like they were oh, like, yeah. Snape's robe is the perfect costume design. It's amazing for that character. And flowing, while, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't love a lot of the changes in the later books. I mean, yeah. in the later movies, yeah. but like they got that right. The fact oh that God. they did not change anything it's about It's just Snape. so great because he is like so intense yeah. and so serious and very um, just pointed in everything. And then he turns and walks away and it's a fashion show. Yes. I love but it. But he knows it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he knows all he looks eyes good. are on him. He yes. knows he looks good. <laughs> and he knows. So I didn't really talk about this scene <clears throat> when he's first introduced, which is their first potions class. So and good. He is just like publicly embarrassing harry the entire time <laughs> yeah uh and he walks in and he's just he he's talking about like mr potter do you know the difference between monk's hood and wolf's bane yep. <laughs> and, and harry's like blah, blah, blah. and like hermione's like raising her hand and he's just like he's like not even looking at her he's just like di- his 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 like purpose in this moment is just to make harry feel terrible yeah <laughs> and yeah alan rickman is so good he's at getting so that it's so good it's iconic it's so good yeah. yeah so i think alan rickman is my choice Great choice. I'm gonna go with Harry Melling, who played Dudley. Yeah, he is so good. yeah, uh, he gets it. <laughs> yeah, he gets and it. With a, with completely. A, with a shout out to um, is it Richard Griffiths? I think played Vernon. It was I forgot the actor's name, but um, and the actors actors who played Petunia, like all three of them. The the Dursleys they get, it. get it, but D- Dudley's the star. Oh, he's <laughs> Dudley. Yeah, the way when first thing you know Dudley's birthday walks downstairs, looks at his presents. First thing he says. How, how many, many are there? How many? Quantity over quality. <laughs> how many are there? <laughs> 36. Counted them myself. <laughs> 36. Last year I had 37. It's crazy. So good. It's crazy. It's like, oh, he's such a, oh, he's such an entitled little, like. Yeah, I love him. Oh, he's and yet best. we love. We yeah. stand. <laughs> we stand. And then he, uh, Harry Melling went on to star in uh, The Queen's Gambit. Yes. And other things that I can Good miniseries. Yeah. Um, anybody else? No. I would just say, uh, Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was my other thought too. He's he, great. He could be, Cause Hagrid could be such like a scary character on, on paper. Exactly. You know, he, he's sort of your, the audience's like, this is the first movie in a franchise. So he's the introduction to the magical world for everybody. Yeah. There's a lot of weight, mm-hmm. like low key riding on his performance. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't believe that Hagrid is this guy who's going to take you through the magical world, be your tour guide showing you Diagon Alley and all this. 
the audience kind of checks out. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you kind of really you Hagrid's, Hagrid's endearing immediately. You, it's just he he does a great job taking you through that. I also want to put uh, Seamus Finnegan out there. Yeah, oh. yeah. Me dad's a muggle. Mom's a witch. Me mom's a witch. <laughs> Bit of a shock when he found out. <laughs> <laughs> I like during the Wingardium Leviosa scene when they're all like sort of getting it right and then it goes to Blows up him and face. he's like, Wingard Levios, Wingard Levios, and then it just explodes in his face. He's like, doesn't even get the words right. <laughs> no. Like, let alone the pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> he's very dopey in this one. Yes. He's so funny. Yes. Uh, but one more thing I want to say about Haggard is just that uh, I love the scene when they first walk into the Leaky Cauldron. And the bartender's like, the usual Hagrid? Yeah. He's like, I'm here on Hogwarts business. <laughs> like, He's like, are you sure? Like, just just that one that one line is like, there's history here. And, like, you can see it's just very – it helps flesh out the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these little parts in the screenplay like that I think are very helpful. And, again, like, Hagrid just plays it off so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coltrane, he's great. Um. Okay. Let's see. Would you like any of the classes? Like, realistically. No. I said I would be horrified of Brooms brooms class maybe more than anything. (laughs) Gym. But it's Brooms. It's Gym if you you were 400 feet in the air. See, I I thought Defense Against the Dark Arts kind of Gym. It's a very – well – it depends who the professor is. Let's get that right. But it can be a very practical class. There's no consistency. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think that would be fun. Maybe, like, the history Listen, yeah, I, yeah. I said, is there anything that you wish would have been explored more in the movies or books? And A, I wish there were more ghosts in general, but the yep. the scenes in Professor Binz's class who teaches history of magic in the books, yeah. like, they're comedy. I have yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> they're so good. Because Binz is a ghost, right? He's a ghost, and yeah. he's just, like, so droll and boring yeah. and, like, yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, do you have, you have more on Binz? I, I would just say... I, hit, like, us, hit the Binz heads with let, something. All right, let's, let's get into the Binz conversation. <laughs> no, I... Harry roasts professor bins in the <laughs> so book. much he's like he's like i gotta go to the most boring class today and they're always talking through it i feel like and I, even before you ask this question i always felt like i would enjoy professor bins class i would want to know especially if i learned that magic exists like a day ago yeah i would love to learn about the history of the magical world yeah what's happened before me you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. what's what, what's the context here yeah, like how did all this like what's the history of Hogwarts? What's you know, all the ministers Who of are magic? These people? <laughs> yeah, like what what is any of this? Yeah. I, I don't know. Harry Harry he's too tough on bins. Yeah, he's he doesn't tough. have a he doesn't have a curious mind in that way. That's what it is. Yeah. He's thinking about quidditch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cuz he, again, he's a jock. That's what he is. <laughs> a jock. That's man. what he is. Meathead. Yeah. Uh just like Oliver Wood. Aaron's childhood crush Oliver Wood. I loved Wood. Oliver Wood. I was yeah. like obsessed with him in like this Two scenes that he That's had in these movies. <laughs> Nice one, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, now, who do I have a crutch on? Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Constant vigilance. Brendan Gleeson, baby. Yep. Oscar nominated. Yes. Um, I want you to give me your top three animals in this movie. So we've got, we've got Fluffy. Dead Unicorn. Number one. We've got Fluffy. We've got Dead Unicorn. We've got Scabbers, <laughs> who is obviously Ron's rat. Uh, Mrs. Norris, who is Filch's cat. We have Hedwig the owl. We have Trevor the toad. We have Fang, who I didn't mention, who is um, yeah, Fang's cute. Hagrid's like giant dog. Like also Saint Bernardish, right? Yeah. Um, and Norbert, I counted. What if about count- the what about the um the chocolate frog that jumps away? Oh, we can, we can count the chocolate frog. You can count that. Chocolate yeah. frog number one, dead unicorn number two, <laughs> and for number three, let's just go with Trevor. 
Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. Frog life. Listen, Trevor's got a lot of people after him. Yeah. You know. Does forensic counter friends counter? Uh, no, no, because no, uh, no because he. Uh, let me just make sure. He's a Sagittarius. He speaks. What is he? What? What? He's a, a centaur. Sagittarius. Centaur. centaur. Yeah. Yeah. He he's like he's more humanoid than anything else. Okay. Even though no, nah, I'm not gonna get into it. Um. <laughs> so those are your top three. Yeah. All right. I would probably no Hedwig number one. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. I would Hedwig number one. He's the hero animal. Hedwig. Hedwig's the Tony Soprano. <laughs> Hedwig's the soprano of the yeah. Fantastic Beasts of of this world. He also later, you know, he uh, sacrifices himself and. Not Why did I think Hedwig was book. a girl? Oh, is Hedwig a girl? Oh gosh, I forget. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know. Mm. Wow, I forget. I think it. It. I'm gonna look it up. Keep going. Okay, Hedwig. Um, I think I. If I had to guess, I would say girl. Probably I is. Know. I haven't thought about it. Is Hedwig a girl? Let's see. Hedwig is. It's deep in the lore. Okay, it's like confusing. It's... It hasn't been confirmed. In the she's female, but in the movie, the actors playing her are males. Oh, ah. uh, okay. There you go. Yes. So Hedwig, I would say she is the number one then. Yes. Number two, Scabbers. It's literally just Peter Pettigrew. Spoiler. Timothy Spall. That oh Timothy my god. That Timothy gross Spall. man. That dirty dog. <laughs> that guy. Mr. Just Turner all day every day. Hanging out. That's Scabbers too. And then three Trevor because <laughs> Trevor's willing. You know, like Trevor's hamming it up on the stairs yeah. before the yeah. sorting. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta you gotta throw some love to Trevor. He he's a he knows how to steal a scene. Also, how did he get there? So like they so they Neville loses Trevor apparently on the train. Then, after they get off the train, he has not found him yet, and they take boats to Hogwarts for the first time. And that's a really cool scene where, like, you see yeah. the castle for the first time, and there's, like, the floating candles or whatever. And um, they get – they go ashore, and, like, McGonagall is going to bring them into the Great Hall, and all of a sudden, there's Trevor. Like, and Neville's like, oh, it's Trevor! And he goes to find him, and it's like – how did, did Trevor hop on a boat with like what was Trevor's deal? Do you think that there's been like seventy five Trevors and it's like it's every very time possible. he sees a doll or a frog, it's like oh, it's Trevor. It's very possible. Aww. That's sad. That's kind of sad. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, would, it would it would it would work with early Neville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my top three are okay. I'm gonna go with Hedwig is great. Trevor's great. I'm gonna go with Mrs. Norris. I love Mrs. Norris. Mrs. Mrs. Norris rules. First yeah. of all, Mrs. Norris gets her moment in, in, in book, book two. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mrs. Norris is. I awesome. love Mrs. Norris. I love that he has like that. Filch has like a mind meld connection with Mrs. Norris, yeah. and yeah. it's never explained. It's never gone into him it's and just Mrs. Like, Norris are just they, it's love. They, they connect exactly. It's love. You don't get much of Filch. You don't get much of his like his background or his story. But like you know, he loves Mrs. Norris. Mm-hmm. I know that Mrs. Norris loves him. Yeah, it's so true. His precious. Yeah. So those are my top three as well. I love it. Though I will shout out Norbert. I wish we got more Norbert. And shout out Fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. And also Fang. And Fang. And, and Fang. shout out all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What else we got here? What would be the most... I don't know if I asked you guys this one already. Uh, what would be the most fun part of preparing for Hogwarts? Would it be mm. like shopping for wands or a pet? or a, You mentioned a wand earlier, but like that. Or, or would it be um, the... Hogwarts Express, getting from the trolley witch, getting the chocolate frogs and all not that. Platform nine and three quarters. Yeah. yeah. What do you think would be the most fun? Shopping. Part? I think shopping. Because, like, think about when you, like, were in school and, like, you would go to Target to get all your, like, stuff. Yeah. Really yep, exactly. But you know what I mean? You would go to whatever. Um, It's kind of like, like a super Target. The dollar store. Okay. <laughs> the dollar store. But um, it's kind of like a super Target. 
Diagon Alley, where they've got everything. They got everything everywhere. All, yeah, at, once. all at once. <laughs> that that would be fun. I, I would, the Hogwarts Express would be fun. It's kind of like before you know like when you were a kid and you'd go on a field trip and there was that anticipation on the bus ride over yeah. it's yeah. kind of like that you know what i mean yeah. I, I think that would be fun yeah i agree with that i love the hogwarts <laughs> express but well we kind of did the hogwarts express when we did our amtrak ride yeah that is true across the country that was not so fun sometimes yeah uh the hogwarts express had a little bit the carts were a little bit better it was a little classier yeah a little bit classier uh we didn't have a trolley witch the bathrooms didn't mm-hmm. break on the Hogwarts Express. Yeah. They did on our Amtrak. The air conditioning didn't stop. Correct. Uh. <laughs> Though, we didn't get attacked by any Dementors. That is true. But we did have to wait until 3 a.m. to get on. And there Amtrak. were Dementors around that, that train station. <laughs> the Salt Lake City Amtrak station, there were a couple it Dementors around. It sucked the soul around. out of me, for sure. That is for sure. Uh, but we did meet a lot of new friends. We did. Um, yeah. Shout out those people from Georgia, Indiana, and uh, it was... And uh, Palm Springs slash yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. Um, do you think the food is any good at Hogwarts? Heck yeah, dude. Oh, I, w- I wanted to talk about the this. The best in the business. This is another thing that's a little problematic that we need to talk about. Um, it's it's made by the house elves. Yes. Who are, yeah, that's a problem. Who are who are essentially like slaves. who are essentially slaves. Yeah. Um, and again, we're not getting into that stuff. It's not good. It's not a good portrayal. They can't have their heart in this. You know what I mean? In, in in making the food like this? Yeah, but... When you're under, like, such terrible conditions? I understand that, but the food looks like it slaps. It does. It looks Some good. Some of sorry. it does. Ron is going to town. Some well, of it. Ron also comes from a home where, like, they sort of had to fight to put food on the table. He had to fight between eight, however many siblings to sort of, like... get. He's, like, lower middle class. So, like, I get it. No matter what that food tastes like, he's gonna he's gonna eat. Yeah. Nobody's complaining. Course. That's, That's true. I feel so they don't touch upon it in the books. In the books and and the movies, they make it seem like the feast is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I saw a um a YouTube short of it was something like when you grow up in a family where food is a big part of your heritage or whatever, and then you go to Hogwarts and you get there and you have all the you, the bar so high from your mom's whole home cooking, and then you get there and it's like. Oh, boiled ham. <laughs> oh, porridge. Mm. Chicken. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like maybe variety. Give a little bit more variety. There's yeah. much variety. I think. I mean, it's definitely better than Sodexo. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so I would say that this movie more than the others is a faithful adaptation for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you think it's a good adaptation? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I liked it. Yeah. I think so too. And I think it holds up for the most part. I think it does hold up. Uh, It's, it, it has that, like, I think Chris Columbus was the perfect director for this movie. Yeah. I think Spielberg would have been great too. But the fact that Columbus had already done like home alone, he knows like the, 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 the kid, the child perspective in right. movies like that, that where it's like a little whimsical it's a little um sort of wacky um and he's able to tell a story through the child's eyes without making it too childlike mm-hmm. like there's like there's some there's some like dark even in this stuff. movie already there, there's some dark stuff yeah it's darker really, later but i really don't understand the critics that say that it's not like oh it's too bright and cheery literally we watch like a a demon eating a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's then, very like, and scary. And then, like, jump scare fly at the main character. It's very yeah. scary. Um, and the whole last part in the, like, with all with the, the challenges ring and stuff. of fire around. It's all very, mirror. very scary. Yeah. So I and really. And there's stuff, like, the whole, the whole part about Dumbledore talking about the mirror is, like, existentially scary. Exactly. Like, it's not just there's scary images. It's like, there's things that if you think about it, like that's, that's crazy. Like people have right. wasted away in front of this mirror. He says something like that. Right. Yeah. It's like, just because the colors are brighter just because the music and the slaps. grass is green it and it's not like Ozark blue scale. Like yeah. some of the later movies. Yeah. Oh my God. Doesn't mean that it's not, um, more complex. Also, it, it's like, a kid's I don't... book. Right. What do yeah. You right. Right. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't think it's that light and fluffy. No. For a kid's movie. And even if it is light and fluffy, it sets the tone so that in the later movies, yeah. when that is challenged by Voldemort and the dark forces of, of you know the Death Eaters and stuff, you have a reference point of when everything was great and exactly. happy before that, right. that you really feel, oh, wow, it's really changed. Yeah. He sets the tone well, especially for the early portion of the season. The next book slash movie is a murder mystery. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. I read somewhere that like, that there's a theory <laughs> that that's why so many 30 year old women are into true crime because of Harry Potter and the Gilderoy Chamber of Lockhart. Secrets. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, that's my second favorite Harry Potter book. Like, yeah, is I, that, which, is, which I think is a hot take. Did that start? Oh no, I love, I love, Chamber I of love Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. It's and great, those great that book. don't like it are haters. No. Um, it's Goblet of Fires number one, and then yeah. it's Chamber of Secrets. No doubt in my mind. I know people say Prisoner of Azkaban's the best. I don't care. Mine is Deathly Hallows, and then and then two for the books. Yeah. Goblet of Fire, and then Six, which we'll get into. I don't like. I like all the background of Voldemort. Yeah. That's fair. But, um, but I, I love that take of uh, that that's why so many women in millennials are into true crime. That's great. That's great. <laughs> um, I only have a couple left. Uh, what would you lie about seeing in the Mirror of Erised? So, like, when Harry is down there with um, Quirrell, he's like, what do you see? He's like, oh, I see myself holding the 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 Quidditch cup or whatever he says, something like that. Uh, that was what Ron said earlier in the movie, I think. But I, I forget exactly what Harry says, but he's obviously lying because he sees himself standing there. He gets the stone. You see it in his pocket. Mm -hmm. um, so he, right there, you have to come up with a lie. What would you lie about seeing in the mirror of Erised? <laughs> I mean, if you're going like right off the bat, like what comes to your head? You're a student, so you say, oh, I have all A's. I got all A's on my owls. Yeah, but if you're a student who is who like is legendarily famous for the trauma they incurred. Oh, well, yeah. I'm not Harry Potter. I'm me. I guess. Okay, that's fair. If I'm Harry Potter, then you lie and you say, uh... That's what I would say, probably. <laughs> <laughs> You'd say like, oh, I'm I'm living with uh, people other than the Dursleys. Yeah. Like you say, oh, I'm yeah. leaving Hogwarts and I I got a a part time job at like, Cinnabon. Yeah, and I can I can stay <laughs> you know on the grounds with Hagrid yeah. or something. Yeah. Or like, oh, the 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 uh, Weasleys invited me to stay with them this right. summer. Right. Something like that. Okay, yeah. I think that's fair. So I interpreted this question <laughs> differently. I thought it was, you know how Dumbledore, you know, Harry says, what do you see? Or that one too. That. There's that one too. Yeah, yeah. And I always took that as obviously Dumbledore sees something with his past, whether it's yeah. you know, his, his sister, sister or, or so, well, Grindelwald. And he says, well, a warm pair of socks. Yeah. yeah he yeah, says yeah, yeah. a warm pair of socks because he doesn't want to, you know, emotionally reveal himself right. to Harry. Mm -hmm. In that scenario, I would. So, I mean, my dad passed away from cancer, uh, I don't know, seven years ago. So like Harry... 
I would probably see my family in right. the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I were in Dumbledore's shoes mm-hmm. and a, a, an 11 year old said, what would you see? I wouldn't reveal that because I'm right. a professor. I wouldn't want to. So I would probably do something a bit more lighthearted. Um, so my fiance, Kaylee and I were, were rewatching the OC, mm-hmm. the sitcom <laughs> or not the sitcom. It's, it's, a, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. We're rewatching the OC. Great show. I've actually never seen it. She's rewatching it. Only four seasons. Mm-hmm. I wish You're there were more. The fifth watch, of the if if a child asked me, "What do you see?" <laughs> oh, Harry, uh, I see me watching season five of the OC. <laughs> the whole cast is back. <laughs> they, they got every Marissa's back. Um, <laughs> spoiler. I would probably say something like that. That's to, really to lie good. about it. That's to, really to hide good. the real That answer. is perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I didn't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I would I would probably lead something more ridiculous like that. Like oh, I'm watching uh I'm home with my 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 wife watching Turner and Hooch. Like like <laughs> yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. Watching the Tom Hanks classic Turner and Hooch. Um yeah, no, I think that there's plenty of things you could lie about when it comes to the mirror of Arisa. Oh, easily. The, the, Yours would be like, oh, I'm watching, and Jordan Love just got MVP. Oh my god! And yeah. the Packers are, are world champions. Yes, that or um, or maybe something like, oh my god, I'm watching this incredible season eight of Game of Thrones, and it's everything yeah. I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so let's say that you have Spotify in this universe, and you have to get through to the sorcerer stone for whatever reason uh doesn't matter maybe you just want to be immortal um what song do you play fluffy to put him to sleep so in the in the movie it's like a harp or something right yeah yes. in the book yeah. in the movie um they didn't have spotify unfortunately uh what would you play to put him to sleep to get past him uh the same thing that worked today for our son that's exactly yep, what I was that's what say. i was singing too vienna by billy joel yes so uh our baby today was on one he was screaming crying <laughs> mining in the car uh and he does this sometimes and it's you know every baby does it he's going nuts you won't nap whatever so i said all right it's time to bring in the big guns i put on vienna by billy joel he fell asleep and we looked at the time on the song 39 seconds it took him 39 seconds that is our go to if he is ever inconsolable Whatever, he just needs to nap. He's fighting it off, which he does constantly. Just play some Billy Joel, send him off to sleep. Yep. Just like the three-headed dog in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yep, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that. I don't think that... That's the answer. I got nothing yeah, else that, for you. I, I thought the, the the close second, I thought, related to your son, DJ Panda. I would whip oh. out DJ Panda. Yeah, we got DJ Panda on yeah. deck. It depends on what, what, what song it yeah, is. Yeah, which, which one. You'd probably be mashing it Is it the one that sounds like like a G6? Or is it the one that uh, sounds yeah. like Tupac? Sounds like uh, what's the we found love? We found love. Yeah, yeah. it depends yeah. on which one it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's another great one. And he basically, when he's doing this at three o'clock in the morning, it, it is basically like facing a three-headed dog, and it's so it's, true. It's tough. And like the the trap door is like a, a good night's sleep. <laughs> never found it. <laughs> yeah, because we never got down there. <laughs> um. So we kind of talked about Professor Bins a little bit, but is there anything else that you wish would have been more explored in the movies? So like Peeves, I mentioned, he's like the, the no ghost that didn't make the movie. He's Sorry, he's not a ghost. He's a poltergeist. Mm. Um, I said maybe like the centaurs because I feel like they sort of, they're in it, but they're not really the focus ever because I like their sort of um, 
the way that they look at things through like a cosmic lens, like they're looking at the, what the stars look like and what the Mars is red tonight. Like yes. Says. Yeah. Um, but like, we don't that. really get, we get a little bit of them because Ferenz becomes like the divination or Bane becomes the divination mm. professor or something, mm-hmm. but they don't really focus on them. And I just think they're a cool creature that you don't know that much about. I agree. Even in the books, I, I love oh, those the little, books too. Yeah, yeah I, I loved those little like like you said, the Mars is red tonight or something yeah. like that. I, I love that. I wish we learned more. Um, beyond, like we said, uh, the book or the movie is a pretty faithful adaptation, especially since the first book's so short. Yeah, uh, a little thing is um, in one of those you know puzzles before the Sorcerer's Stone. Snape has a really cool puzzle in the book. That's about, um, there's like a series of potions and yeah. a riddle and you have to drink the right potion to go oh, forward right. or one will send you back. Yeah. I always thought that was really clever and it would have been fun to see, you know, that on the, the movie screen. Yeah. Beyond that, no, no real big rights. I just think more vibes. Like I just like when they're hanging out at the castle, yeah. they're hanging out, just chilling, doing their thing, every, like making friends. That's what I like. But I like that in movies. I like that in TV shows. Oh, yeah, shows. that's not specific to Harry That's Potter. my thing. Yeah. I love when people are just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we like the Richard Linklater movies because they're all, that's what they all are. Yeah. Even School of Rock. That's what it, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I think it could, it could always use more them hanging out and sort of BSing with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's all the questions I have. <clears throat> but I do have some comments that I had when I was, I have a lot of comments, but I'm going to try to keep it to a reasonable amount. Um, oh, <clears throat> Even for wizards who don't really know, <clears throat> don't really know like the Muggle world that much, it felt a little crude to just leave a baby on someone's doorstep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, <clears throat> I forget in the book if they mentioned having like protective charms or something like that on him, but he's not properly swaddled. First of all, he's not properly swaddled. It's he's not also, good. He's a year old, he's, and I'm like, that's a, not what my baby looked like. He, he is much smaller. Much smaller much than our seven-month-old. Than our baby. But um, our baby's huge, so. Yeah, so, I mean, he looks actually older in the flashback. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does yeah. Maybe in the beginning. He does. Um, the Dursleys are iconic. Dudley in the hat, crying laughing emoji. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote the uh, the Dursleys were perfect. <laughs> they were perfect. <laughs> I wrote the Dursleys are, yeah, iconic. <laughs> did anybody ever get held responsible for him falling in the snake? How did they explain that? How did they explain that? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, to the, to the audience, oh, Harry Magic. But like what? Like how did he end up in there? <laughs> how did he? Do they sue like the zoo? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what does that court case look like? Yeah. <laughs> it's also like you could say, okay, well, the wizards went there and like bl- use like the mind blank, whatever that thing oh, is. Oh, the that men they in use, black thing that yeah, they use in yeah. the fourth book. Um, but like that's a lot of effort. How are you gonna find those people? Yeah. Even yeah. if that's what happened and nobody remembers, how do you find all those people who ran away when the snake came out? I mean, yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like stuff like that happens all the time. They're on the news for like two seconds and then it's over. But that was, I don't know about in 2000 or I guess this was like what? like Or what? You get like a Harambe story. I guess. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Except fortunately the snake uh, made it made it out alive. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Uh, what else? What else? How much paper did these wizards waste trying to get this one letter to him? And it's all handwritten too, <laughs> I noticed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is this an Airbnb? 
No safer place than Hogwarts is the biggest load of crap in this entire, <laughs> in this entire yeah, series. Yeah, that is so true. Almost all of the trouble Harry faces for the first is five years Hogwarts. of his wizarding life is, at, is in those <laughs> inside those walls. I always think about that. Like the final scene where they're having the confrontation with Quirrell. Yeah. Children are upstairs sleeping. Yes. Like they are in Hogwarts. Yes. Also, how many children die while Harry's at Hogwarts? Yeah. More yeah. than zero. A higher number than zero. Higher yeah. number than zero. Yeah. Uh, Ollivander says, I remember every wand I've ever sold. Every wand I've ever sold. Mr. I said, that would be like a McDonald's cashier being like, I remember every quarter pounder anyone has ever bought here. How many wizards are there? It's, it's not. very and Mary Lou Henner of him. <laughs> he has a, <laughs> he doesn't have a monopoly on the wand game because we find no. out that there are other wand makers, but yeah. like, he's the guy. Yeah. He's yeah. the Diagon Alley guy. He's he's, he's you know, the Louboutin. He's the Times Square McDonald's. Yeah. 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 Like that would be like if that cashier was like, I remember every single quarter pounder I've ever sold. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but it's different because everyone's specific. Maybe they maybe everybody puts on or doesn't want onions or, or wants uh pickles on theirs yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You, you never know. He remembers all of them, regardless. I feel like he just put in a little extra oomph for the Harry appointment. Yeah. You know he's yeah. always like, I mean, we're just gonna do dragon string. Yeah, and Susan Bones just whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Potter's here. Uh, let me turn up the pageantry a little curious. bit. Curious. <laughs> he goes, curious. Oh, Harry's gonna love his curious. <laughs> <laughs> uh I said the Hogwarts Express is such an outmoded form of transportation, right? Like you'd think that for wizards, like they would figure something else out, and then like they're taking boats. And the boats were very unsafe. Uh, yeah. Nighttime. Yeah, I said the insurance premiums to keep something like Hogwarts running have to be through the roof. Gosh, <laughs> I don't even want to. <laughs> um, uh, something you mentioned earlier, Tom, uh, is when they're at platform nine and three quarters and Hagrid just leaves Harry. Oh, yeah, he goes to Mid-sentence, he's, he's like, like, oh, I gotta go, Harry. There's no such thing as three quarters. <laughs> is there? And then he looks and Hagrid's gone. It's like, dude, he's a child. He's 11. Like, what would he have done? But the funny part is, like, Hagrid doesn't know that muggles don't know what nine and three quarters is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he, he just, it's like a thing that he's known for, like, his whole life. Right. Yeah, that's like, true. He probably knows that they don't know what it is, but he doesn't, like, put that together in that moment. It's so obvious to him. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like the sorting hat is so much more useful than it gets credit for. Yeah. That's awesome. It can tell your entire personality by yeah. sitting on your head. That's it, true. I said it's Hogwarts version of a vibe check. <laughs> <laughs> I also said, on second thought, it could be so easily misused by, like, the aurors. No, oh, yeah. Like in like sure. interrogations. Oh, yeah. That it's probably a good thing it's locked in Dumbledore's office. That's yeah. true. That's, <laughs> I was that's like, a great sorting, point. Sorting hat's kind of wild. <laughs> uh, Alan Rickman is so good. Oh, the CGI when Neville takes off on the broom. I said it's, it's like Windows 95 level. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because at the time, the, the CGI was Amazing. praised through this, this whole This was movie. Right, right around uh, when Shrek came out. Yeah. Right? Was this same year? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that was like that type of, and it was that type of CGI that was in this movie too. Uh, the Phantom Menace too was yep. all kind of the same era. <laughs> yep. Um, both Harry and Malfoy should have been expelled immediately for the for the remember all stunt with the mm. brooms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How down bad was the Gryffindor Quidditch team that they needed Harry of all people? Who was the seeker? Who was the seeker going to be? Yeah. You had a game next week. Yep. They didn't know. Who was the seeker going to be? Did they have a seeker? <laughs> we never found out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe they were just had no secret and they just had to go up 160 points. They're and like, then oh, Katie Bell, give it a shot. Yeah, right. Alicia Spinette, are you gonna? <laughs> you got this. Imagine it's like a year seven. Like, yeah, you know, it's like been, okay. I've had the job for six years. Wait, who is coming yeah. in? Yeah, right. 
<laughs> oh, this guy, the freaking the, the 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 most famous the person, the boy who lived, the kid oh, with the great. cut on his head. Like, yeah, what? yeah. Uh, also, I got a little bit. I have a little bit of sympathy for the Slytherins. Mm. Yeah, they live in the dungeon. Yeah, mm. so they got tro- no windows. So troll in the dungeon, right? True. So Dumbledore oh. says silence. Yeah, he sends all the kids back to their dorms with the prefects. <laughs> But the Slytherin's dorms are in the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, just go. Go find yeah. them. You guys, just whatever. I'm going to screw you guys at the end of the year in the House Cup anyway. So just go get just go get killed by the troll. Also, it's no wonder that Slytherins always end up being the bad guy. The sorting hat is a problem when it comes to profiling, yeah. <laughs> like I just talked about. Oh, yeah. But I think another issue has is that the school has structured it. So Ravenclaw and Gryffindor get towers for their dorms. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hufflepuff at least is like kind of near the kitchens, I read. Slytherins are just banished to the basement. There's no windows. <laughs> There's nothing. It's it, it's sensory. Cold, damp. It's sensory deprivation down there. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's dark. What do they expect these kids to be doing? Yeah, right. Yeah. Evil. Like, like Gryffindor, Gryffindor and Ravenclaw are in their own towers to get like these amazing views of like the bluffs and like every, like all this yeah. amazing scenery. And again, Hufflepuff's right near the food. We're cool with that. That's fine. I would love that. However, Slytherin, they, they get screwed at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's for you know, in the last movie and book, uh, Harry's kid is like, "What if I'm sorted in Slytherin?" It's a whole big message. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I know great wizards who come from yeah. Slytherin. They don't Terrible, really practice what they who? preach. Who? Yeah, it's like number one, who? Number Horace two, Horace Slughorn. You're yeah, Hor- <laughs> yeah, Horace. That's it. <laughs> Harry's kid's like, oh, that guy. <laughs> um, he has a right to be afraid. They're treated like oh, dirt. Yeah, yeah. dirt. So I get why. Like yes. There's not many good Slytherins that we find out, but I under I can sort of understand where that comes from. Yeah, it, it's like a nature versus nurture yeah. kind of thing. You know and this I mean? is kind of both. And this is kind of both. I feel like the nurture, the nurture doesn't help. If yeah. you're a Slytherin, it's kind of like cool because it's cool to be it's the rogue. ones people hate. It's kind of like when you're a Philly fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, every single Philadelphia sports fan is, is a Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's my my hometown is kind of like that too, where like. Like, we used to get shirts that said, like, we still don't like you either. It's like mm. one of those, like, you you <laughs> want to be hated. It's like a, a badge of honor. So I feel like Slytherins are kind of like, yeah, we're yeah. Slytherins. Bye. <laughs> that, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty the ridiculous. Ph- Philly fans. Philly that's fans right. are. That's, that's a that's great. It. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Wear green. Um, giant. I wrote giant broomstick shaped package. I wonder what this could be. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, Lee Jordan. I love Lee King. Jordan. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> Any community fans out there? He's so cool. Um, same CGI observation during Quidditch. I said the out-of-focus characters and characters who get hit look like they're in Shrek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry's close-up reactions during the Quidditch match are so funny. It's, so, it's ah, like, oh. every time they do the Slytherins do something underhanded, he's like scowling. He's like, Ugh. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh Hermione's bright idea when she thinks Snape is trying to knock Harry off the broom is literally to light his robes on fire, endangering quite a few people. Those stands yeah. are high. Yeah, they have to run a long way to get to get out from under that, and they're all wood. Was, they're all made of wood. It's, they're all gonna they're all gonna burn to the ground. Yeah, like also an eleven year old probably shouldn't know that spell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Hermione. That's, that's like Hermione for you. that's like yeah. I mean, it's like if you're like a high schooler and you're like looking up, you know, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you're online, you're in places you shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Um. I also wrote that I love Hagrid as a device to advance mysteries just by being dumb. Yeah. Uh, like, whole it's movie. like, how am I going to get, as the writer, it's like, how am I going to get this piece of information across? Oh, it's like, I'll just Hagrid tell them. Say oh, yeah. I'll just have like, to say it on accident. Oh, shouldn't have told you that. Yeah. yeah oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's how she cleans it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, what else? What else? Insanely irresponsible of everyone involved to let these 11-year-olds into the dark forest. That's wild as a punishment. Kind uh, of a ridiculous punishment. Also goes back to how, like, you know, Harry gets in trouble for that because he was out after hours. And she all, and uh, they also punish Malfoy because, yeah, hey, you he told on them, but you're also out. Why didn't that happen with the Quidditch thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, McGonagall, right. praise, she, Harry should have also gotten a little slap on the wrist for that. Too. Not only that, or... Malfoy should have been allowed to be the Slytherin Seeker at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because we get the nameless Slytherin Seeker in this movie, who never actually yeah. becomes a thing, and then yeah. it's not this. I think Draco is in the in the second book or whatever yeah. is the, yeah. is the yeah. Seeker. Um, what else? Neville's teddy bear PJs. I just wanted so to shout cute. that. So cute, iconic. Yeah, that's Styling. when he's uh, standing up to them towards the end. I love yep. him. Uh, chess puzzle question: mm. Why can't Ron just get off the horse? Like, why does he have to be on the knight? Also, when the knight gets hit, why can't he jump off like as the knight's getting hit? So I've thought about this. I wonder. <laughs> I may be thinking too much. You know how? Isn't aren't Harry and Hermione? They're not riding anything. They no, are they the are chess the pieces, chess. right? Yes. So I wonder if Ron got off, would the board confuse it as that's the move? Mm. Like Ron becomes the piece, and he's going to another square. Also, the the what is is so Hermione's the queen and. Or somebody's no. a bishop and somebody's a castle. Something, yeah. Yeah, I forget. So I think that I don't know what happened with those pieces, but maybe it's like, it's like you as the person have to be the person sitting on the knight. That my yeah. guess is that once you're on it, it's like a hex is on you. So then you right. have to follow. Right, but the but thing. the castle and the bishop are missing. So it's like, did they get broken? Like, did Quirrell have to do this whole thing with no with no castle and interesting? No, yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe. I don't know, but and maybe like the 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 driver's seat is on the back of the knight. Right, like you have yeah. to be the knight when you. I don't know. That's just something I, I, I was thinking about. I, w- I wonder what Quirrell did. Was he the knight earlier? I don't know? know. I have no clue. Did Voldemort back... Was he directing the chess pieces back there? You know? Like, was was he helping? Maybe. You huh. just never know. I don't think Quirrell is smart enough to do that himself. I think yeah. Voldemort was probably helping him out. Yeah. Quirrell... And I mean, he is a Ravenclaw. Shout out Ravenclaws. But, like, I don't know. There's always the exception that proves the rule. Quirrell didn't strike me as a mastermind. Even though he sort of did his whole... He, he did his thing here. But, like, I don't know. He doesn't seem like... Somebody who also is... don't you think it would be kind of weird if like, like your colleague one year just shows up with the new headpiece that yeah. they never had in before? the in the book when he meets Harry in the pub he doesn't have a turban. Yeah, right. Isn't yeah. that kind of like a like a weird like? Uh, why yeah. do you now have yeah. that? Yeah. No, actually, in the book they explain it's because uh, he was something when he was in like in, Ro- in I think Romania. It was Romania or he encountered vampires, so they say. Uh, he put garlic in the turban, oh, and that's okay. why obviously it smells bad because Voldemort's back there. But all the kids thinks it's garlic. That is yeah. so foul that Voldemort's just like, chilling there. And he s- apparently smells, smells. horrible. <laughs> he reeks. He's rancid. He's like a rancid head. <laughs> so Bidgewood was talking about so like, disgusting. Bidgewood was talking about how humiliating that would have to be. Like you go, this guy, this freaking weird dude. Like he he lays down at night. He's like slamming his head into the pillow. You're like suffocating in the pillow. You gotta watch him when he's like going to the bathroom. Yeah, like, the oh bathroom's in Quirrell, Quirrell. Voldemort kind of had it rough here. Oh he he deserves to be resurrected. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he did he put in the he put in the work. <laughs> he put in the work. Uh, let's see, classic evil monologue by Quirrell here. Uh, well, quick thing about that favorite scene, one of the favorite scenes, when Quirrell goes, "Come here, Potter," and then Harry just stands there for a second, and goes, "Oh," and he kind of walks. <laughs> it's like such a dramatic line read of Quirrell, "Come here," and then Harry doesn't even and goes. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of walks over there. I always found that funny. <laughs> um, 
There are some things that just don't fit from this movie within the overarching... Like, I don't want to get too much into the later books and, and movies, but, like, mm. there's stuff in this movie that's just lost later on that never comes back. Like, for example, like, what's Quirrell's whole deal? Like, we never find out. Is mm. he... Like, he's not a he's not a Death Eater. He's not, like... Why did he... Yeah. How did he end up like this? Did he just get possessed? Like, was it, like, Dumbl- uh, Voldemort found this guy and was like, I'm just gonna... I know you're a professor. I'm just gonna attach to you so I can get... Like, I don't know what the whole deal was. Why can he fly? That's the big thing. Why? Why in the, he in fly? the forest? Yeah. Why didn't he try to fly in the basement? Also. Yeah. Um. Okay, that I can maybe say like okay, well, he was literally drinking the unicorn blood, yeah, so maybe so that's like an extra worked, yeah. extra power. I, I like, always saw the flying thing as just like it's Hollywood and they want to make oh, of course. it. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of like what the why? Yeah, canonically, like yeah. what's the reason for it? Um. Also, the unicorns in the mirror. You yeah. I think that like unicorns would maybe pop up later on. At some point, because mm-hmm. uh, like even the stuff in the second book, like the basilisk and things like that, comes back later on. But nothing here. I don't expect her to have known the entire story at this point. But clearly, she was retconning things like the the the, the Tom Riddle's diary being right. like a Horcrux or whatever, and all that. But here, you don't get really anything in the in the later books. Mm-hmm. Anything that's super important in this book. Um, I mean, the dragons come back, but like Norbert doesn't come back. Yeah. It's just interesting that that nothing really carries nothing super major really carries over. You could, maybe the mirror you would think would pop up later on because it was so important in 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 this. But the one thing maybe is Ollivander. He comes back, yeah. but right. he's that's a character. It's right. not like a an item that's associated with. Yeah, but I was talking about Quirrell too. So it's like kind of yeah, that, that still yeah, that's still yeah. Counts. Yeah, so I don't know. I just found it kind of interesting that a lot of the main main focuses of this book and movie don't really come back. Mm. Um, there was something else too that I that I was reading about, um, that I was thinking about, and I was like, why doesn't why didn't I don't know the mirror of Erised I think is the big one to me because it's such like a powerful magical item that yeah you would think that at some point it would even get a mention like it barely yeah. It yeah it definitely doesn't get mentioned in the movies I'm sure it gets brought up again in the books at some point but yeah like even just in a passing throwaway yeah. thing but yeah I don't know it's 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 interesting to see that something from you know the Dementors are always around after book three. And then, like, four through seven are sort of, like, one long arc. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- it's just crazy that this book that, like, sort of started everything yeah. almost gets pushed to the side. Wow. Uh, anyway, um, Bro got clowned by an 11-year-old with Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. I said, Harry's, like, level two at this point, and he <laughs> took out Quirrell. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry's surprisingly calm for someone who just burned one of his professors to a crisp. When he's in the hospital wing. Yeah. <laughs> he's almost like, oh, uh, are Harry, are Hermione and Ron okay? <laughs> La- no, nothing, about, nothing about the ashes of Quirrell that are in the basement. Yeah. It's crazy. La- that like Filch had to sweep up and like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He probably did. He probably did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird stuff. Um, he said, I think Dumbledore is great, but man, he could have saved us so much time by just giving Harry the info about the mirror and the stone earlier. We're giving him the points right there. Or that. Also, and I wrote this too, like we talked about before, according to his logic, if Harry ever goes down to the, never goes down to the basement, then Quirrell never even comes close to right. getting the stone. Right. Yeah. So. Stupid. I don't get it. Stupid. <laughs> that, it, it is great. That's a great observation. Um, I said, I'll said, alas, earwax, of course. Her, Dumbledore in the house cup, stop the steal, I said. Oh my God. <laughs> it is, again, and I said again, can totally see where the Slytherins are coming from. This is such. 
such nonsense. And he's so dramatic about the fact that he has he embarrasses them. embarrasses this. The again, the the decorations. This, at first they tie and then they win. Like it's, well, yeah, he's like, oh, so it's a tie. But actually, yeah, like, it's, it's, I I said when we were watching, I was like. Dumbledore is who a uh, certain someone thought they were going to be in 2020. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Being like, actually, yeah. I am going to give all my points to Me. my favorite group. So yeah. we yeah. win. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, so that's all my, those were my comments as I was watching the movie. Uh, I've got a little bit of trivia. Um, the inscription around the mirror of Erised, uh, if you read it backwards, it says, I show not your face, but your heart's desire. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. In order to understand what he believed, we're just going to go scattershot here. It's going to be wild ones. Yeah. Just totally unrelated to the previous one. In order to understand what he believed to be caretaker Filch's lonely lifestyle, David Bradley and his cat rented an isolated Irish cottage, which in which they lived for a month before filming began. Aww. <laughs> wow. He does love Mrs. Norris. Yeah. Uh, Richard Harris, who had been acting for more than 40 years by the time this movie entered production, stated he had never been involved with a cast that was as close as this one. Aw, that's cute. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, Chris Columbus stated in interviews that he was disappointed with the visual effects in this movie, saying that they were rushed and never up to anyone's standards, and he sought to improve them for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which came out the following year. But it didn't prevent this movie from being nominated for awards. For I... It. I didn't see a problem. He probably had something different in mind. That's yeah, yeah, probably yeah. what it Maybe. was. We don't know what that would have been. Yeah, does it look dated 20-something years yeah, later? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I didn't think it looked bad. Yeah. I, I agree. I really didn't. There's some movies that I'm watching, I'm like, oh my God, it's like not watchable. Yeah. This is completely watchable. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Flamel, mentioned as the creator of The Sorcerer's Stone, has figured as a plot device in novels featuring characters such as Batman, Indiana Jones, and Robert Langdon of The Da Vinci Code. He was possibly a real alchemist born in France around 1330, who was believed by some people to have produced the actual Philosopher's Stone. Since there were mysterious circumstances surrounding his death in 1418, it has been rumored that he lived for hundreds of years. And this, I love that. This book and movie gets his age right. That's cool. Like, it's like actually from what people think That's cool. it would have been. It's like 200, or I mean, however many years. Yeah. 800 years. That's neat. Um, Qu- a quick question about the, the Sorcerer's Stone. So they say it produces the elixir of life, right? You have to like squeeze the, the, like, it. Dis- what? You have to like distill it what? somehow. Is uh, do you dip the rock in water and it becomes that, or yeah, like that's a good I, I never knew how? how Again, Albus could have helped us out with all of this. Just tell us, Albus. <laughs> Give me the process. <laughs> um. So in the scene where so Neville receives a remember all from his grandmother, which is basically a thing that comes up with like red smoke if you've forgotten something, and he's like, "Oh, I can't remember what I've forgotten." And it's like mm-hmm. a stupid little like joke. Yeah. Um. In that scene, Neville's the only student without his robe on. That's cute. So he must have oh. forgotten the robe. That's great. That's so cute. That's great. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, Richard Harris often stated in interviews that he did not have much hope for doing the entire film series because he was already super old at the time. Mm. Uh, he was quoted as saying, I'll keep doing it as long as I enjoy it. My health holds out and they still want me. But the chances of all three of those factors remaining constant are pretty slim. And months after completing work on the second film, he was diagnosed with lymphoma and suddenly succumbed to it, still with the hope of working on the third film. Wow. Yeah. So that sucks. Um, Let's see. Then I have casting. Oh, actually, first, the movie has the distinction of opening on more screens than the U.S. than any other movie. Wow. 3,762. More than Till Leslie? Yeah, exactly. That that was yeah, uh, yeah by three thousand seven hundred and sixty. <laughs> uh, Chris Columbus pitched his vision of this movie for two hours to the studio, uh, 
stating wow. that he wanted the muggle scenes to be bleak and dreary, but those set in the wizarding world to be steeped in color, mood, and detail. And he took inspiration from Oliver Twist and Great Expectations. Oh, wow. Hmm. Uh, wishing to use that sort of darkness, that sort of edge, and that quality to the cinematography. And he took the color designs from a movie called Oliver, 1968, which maybe that's an Oliver Twist um, adaptation, and The Godfather. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's crazy that like The Godfather came in the process for this, for this movie. Yeah. Um, so the rest of the stuff I have is mostly casting. Two of the American celebrities who asked for a role in the movie without pay. Did you read these? No. Uh, is one of them Robin Williams? Robin Williams wanted to play Hagrid. Yeah. And um, Rosie O'Donnell wanted to play Molly Weasley. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oof. Uh, <laughs> Oof. Uh, but J.K. Rowling wanted British, British. Isles right. actors. Um, additionally, Vern Troyer, born in Michigan, played Grip Hook, but he was dubbed by a Brit, Warwick Davis. And Chris Columbus's daughter, Eleanor Columbus, played Susan Bones. Mm. Hey. She never said a word, but still. Um, oh, here we go. Casting Harry Potter was the biggest challenge. They saw 5,000 boys audition and none of them felt right. Producer and director Chris Columbus saw Daniel Radcliffe and David Copperfield 1999 and showed it to the casting director and said Radcliffe was the one and that he was amazing. But she said they wouldn't get him because his parents want, it was the opposite. His parents wanted him to focus on his schoolwork and not acting as well as the, all the attention he'd get. So they interviewed Harry Potters of different nationalities all over the world and still hadn't found him. She got frustrated with Columbus because he had his heart set on Radcliffe. By sheer coincidence, the producer and screenwriter of this movie went to a theater, and in the front row was Radcliffe with his father, so they talked and slowly persuaded him to cast Radcliffe. Wow. They just happened to see him in a, in that a movie theater. That uh, is serendipitous right there. Seriously. Yep. yep. Um, Alec Guinness was considered to play Dumbledore, but he died on August 5th, 2000, shortly the month before filming began. Hmm. <clears throat> in addition to Steven Spielberg, we talked about uh, Terry Gilliam and Rob Reiner. Other people who were considered for the director's chair were Jonathan Dem. Uh, he did Rachel Getting Married, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, um, great movie. Mike Newell, mm -hmm. uh, Ivan Reitman, mm -hmm. Tim Robbins, mm -hmm. Peter Weir. Uh, did Peter Weir do... Did he do The Martian? Uh, no, it's written by somebody. Weir. Weir. Um, and M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, my yeah! God. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he Spielberg... Okay, so... Spielberg recommended Shyamalan to J.K. Rowling. He was like, when he turned it down, he was like, you should give it to him. Ugh. And uh, she, she at that point still wanted Terry Gilliam and then obviously it ended up right. being Columbus. Mm -hmm. But um, We talked about it being an animated movie. Tim Roth was a leading contender for Snape. He would have been good. He would have been, been solid, yeah. Yeah. I like Tim Roth. Uh, he was originally going to play Snape as well as General Thade in Tim Burton's adaptation of Planet of the Apes, which came out the same year, um, alternately working on both movies. But he felt it would just be too overwhelming, so mm -hmm. he pulled himself out. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's what I've got for casting. That's fun. Yeah. Um, and then the Rupert Grint rapping thing. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Iconic. Uh, what else have we got? Anything? Uh, Roger Ebert gave this a four out of four. Uh, he loved it. He, you know. Also, I found out today, because I was talking to Alex, that the rewatchables do a Roger Ebert segment every now and then. Really? And yeah. I did not know that. I'm not copying the rewatchables. They're our heated rival. But uh, I, li I like them. I've listened to them quite a few times. Mm -hmm. But uh, I did not. I'm just just for clarification. I did not know that they also do a Roger Ebert segment. It's okay. We don't do a segment. We just talk about it. I do. I have a Roger Ebert segment written in my. <laughs> Roger Ebert segment. But he, Alex was saying they don't do it every episode. Okay. But they do like every now and then they'll go back if there's I guess an interesting review or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he loved it. Four out of four. I don't have many like quotes. He just sort of summed up the movie. Talked about the childish nature of it and how Columbus did a great job and how all the actors were great and. You know, he's reviewed how many movies from Richard Harris and, and, yeah. and yeah. Smith and, yeah. and all these people before. So they're all, you know, some of his faves. So it's awesome. 
Yeah. So I think that's all I've got. You guys have anything else? No. Um, two little things. Yeah, yeah, go for it. One really quickly, Ron's sandwich that he holds up on the Hogwarts Express. Yes, love it. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's so gross. It's so gross. Did he say what it is? No. No, I always thought it was like a peanut butter and jelly, but I have no idea. But it was like smashed into like G- a, a an yeah. orb, a as if he like sat on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I always thought that the troll's legs looked like Domino's pizza crust. <laughs> oh <my laughs> always to this day. Oh my god, that's really. It funny. looks just like the pizza crust, and that's it. That is awesome. Uh. Yeah, so also I just thought I would mention, hopefully we have done this. Uh, our, our plan is we were supposed to have Birdie Bots Every Flavor Beans that we mm-hmm. were going to uh, eat today on the show, but uh, they didn't get here in time. So I think we're hopefully by this point we will have already done like an Instagram Live or something uh, that we will be mentioning on, um, on Instagram. So stay tuned for that because I don't know. I don't know what's about to happen. Uh, yeah, so does... Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone make baby's first watch list? Yeah. Imagine this was the one where we were like, no. Nah. <laughs> not this one. Mm. Chamber, maybe, but like uh not not Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> uh do you have any takeaways? Um watch movies from your childhood, because that's fine. No, no. That's the one from last week. Um make sure that when you're in the dungeon there's no trolls. <laughs> Or that when you're crying in the bathroom, there's no trolls. If you see silver on the ground, run away. Yeah. Because there's yeah. something eating a unicorn. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with one that is more like open your heart. Because like Harry could have easily just been like, what the hell was going on with all these weird people? Like, I don't like this whole thing. But no, he didn't. And he opened himself up to it and it changed his life. Mm-hmm. If you Beautiful. open yourself to things, if you don't close things out off, then yeah, they could be great manifest they, they might not be great but they could be great they could be there you go that's Harry great. would rather be the subject of attempted murder every single school year than live with the dursleys for the rest of that is life. so true completely <laughs> and i think i would too yeah <laughs> um yeah so that's that that's harry potter and the sorcerer's stone i think we want to do a thing where we have alex on for every harry potter yeah that we do all the harry potters i'm so, in all the harry potters all the lord of the rings and greatest showman yeah lord of the rings too oh wow (laughs) so give us uh make sure you give alex good feedback good feedback we don't want any we this is a no no bad feedback show so um yeah so thank you for coming on oh thanks for having me this is fun this is great yeah so uh next week we're going to be going back in time a little bit more and we're going to be doing the patrick swayze classic 1989's roadhouse nine ends in nine yeah the nine years. Nine years. We love the nine years. Yeah. Uh, Roadhouse. I just watched it for the first time a few weeks ago. Never saw it. I adore it. It's so bad, but it's so good. Um, definitely watch it if you haven't. Let me Is see. there dancing in it? Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's music in it. Okay. Uh, there's like a band that plays behind like a cage the whole time in the <laughs> bar. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see where it's streaming because I didn't do any of this research this time. It's on Netflix. So uh, check it out on Netflix or, or AMC Plus, DirecTV, uh, Sling, any of those. Uh, it's a, the quintessential 80s movie, 80s action movie. He's got a little bit of a spin. He's not quite as macho as like an Arnold or a Stallone in that movie. Cool. Uh, it's great. Uh, the love interest is terrible like every single 80s movie. Um, and the action is amazing. I love Patrick Swayze. And it's got some really, really bad quotes in it. Um, but yeah, that's that. And this was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So uh, rate, review, subscribe, follow. Anything else? Lumos. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Lumos. Lumos. <laughs>